This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. For those that enjoyed the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the Lawnmower 4.0. The leader in male grooming is taking it to the next level. Join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. Go to Manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off on the Lawnmower 4.0 as well as other Manscaped items. That's Manscaped.com. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, and I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition, we're going to be talking about every New Orleans Saints fan favorite quarterback. I'm talking about number two, Jameis Winston, because you know Who That Nation, once again, these topics that I come up with on this show is based on reading the pulse of the who that nation. Now there have been so many people since the saints lost the game 20 to 10 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week two, you have several saints fans ready to jump off the cliff, ready to jump off the wagon. When it comes to Jameis Winston, people are saying that the Jameis Winston experiment is over. We don't have a quarterback. Do the turnover machine. I see what's coming. We got all this talent and you can't give him the ball. What is going on with Jameis Winston? He is just absolutely terrible. I told you. I knew it the whole time. It's smoke and mirrors. I told you after week two that he was going to be the worst quarterback in New Orleans Saints history. This show is dedicated to you. This show is dedicated to you because I am going to do something that I normally do not do, all right? I'm going to start this show off with phone calls. That's right. I'm going to start this show off with phone calls. I want to hear from the people that are talking about Jameis Winston. I want to hear about those that are ready to jump off the bandwagon or jump off the Jameis Winston train after two weeks. Why are you doing it? I just want to know, why are you doing it? Because here's the thing. I know why you're doing it, but I'll save my take for a little bit later. I want to hear. I'm serious. That, that, that's, bas- that, that's basically it. That's it. I'm not going to say anything else. I'm opening up the phone lines. I want to hear from you. Are you on a Jameis Winston train or are you off? And if you're off the train, why are you off the train? I, I see this all the time. I see people throwing a brick and hiding their hand. People watch this show like religiously, right? 
And shouts out to y'all. Appreciate that. And while you're here, hit the like button. But they uh watch the show and then hit the comments later. And I'm seeing people, you know, that that look at those comments for the most part hitting me up because I, I really don't read the comments like that because I don't need that type of anxiety. But I'm saying they'll say things like, man, he ain't the answer. You need to be real with yourself. You need to be true to yourself, TJ. Now, nah, don't say it in the comments, right? Don't say it after the show is over. Say it right now. Say it with your whole freaking chest. That's all I'm saying. This is this is your time. We're going to go to Josh. Josh, how you doing? Hey, what's up, TJ? Hey, man, what's going on, Josh? What you got for us, man? Um, well, I could pretend to hate on Jameis if you want and just – Go down that train. No, Jameis stink. He need to go. Blah, blah, blah. Right? <laughs> now, yeah, I mean, go. look, it, you can say whatever you want, man. But, I mean, the show is basically focused on uh, Jameis Winston, man. We're talking about this because the Who That Nation, you got some members, man, that, that that's ready to jump off the train, man, after two weeks. After two weeks of football, they're ready to jump off the train, man. But what, what do you got for us? Okay, so my breakdown is it's not complicated, but it's a little bit complicated. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get to it here. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. I've been saying in the comments, I don't know if you know it, is that it's going to be about week eight or nine before this offense really gels because you've got a bunch of guys who've never played together before. Right. Don't matter how good they are individually, they've never played together before except for in practice. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take some real game time. Right. You know, a, a bunch of games for them to really gel. So that's reason number one, you can't blame Jameis. Mm-hmm. But here's reason number two. Jameis is essentially a rookie quarterback in a way because when he came here, he had to unlearn everything from the Bruce Arians system, everything Bruce Ter- Arians taught him about going deep all the time and that being your only option and all that. Mm. And he had to basically become a brand new quarterback under Sean Payton and Pete Cardmichael or everybody. Right. Therefore, Jameis is essentially in his rookie season right now, and he didn't get to complete that rookie season last year because of the injury. Right. So the way I see Jameis is he's a great quarterback and he's got Russell Wilson level talent and all this. But here's the thing. We got to give him a couple of years as a starter before we expect him to get us to a Super Bowl. Because he's a rookie again, essentially. He's going to make his mistakes. He's going to have his four or five interception games because he hasn't worked out the kinks in game time yet. He's worked them out in practice, but he hasn't worked out the old kinks in actual game time yet. So he has to go through that actual curve in game time. So that's why I say the first half of this season is probably going to be a bunch of, you know, up and down or whatever. Are you still there? Hello? Hello? I can't hear you, TJ, and the whole oh, screen. I'm still, screen no, I'm still here. I can hear you. Okay. So what we got to do is we can't expect a Super Bowl this year because as talented as Jameis is, he's essentially a rookie quarterback, and rookie quarterbacks don't take us to a Super Bowl. He will, however, probably get us to a Super Bowl next year. That's what I'm thinking. Hmm. All right. But as far as, like, giving up on Jameis, I mean, dude has all the talent in the world. He's coming in. This is only his like sixth total game as the new quarterback that Pete Carmichael and Sean Payton have built him up to be. Mm-hmm. So we we just got to give him some time, man. He's going to have these bad games, and that's just the way it is. It's going to be up and down for a while. Right. 
Um, we're just too impatient in the NFL these days. You know, it used to be a quarterback got a couple of years to prove himself. Mm-hmm. You know, Peyton Manning threw like 35 interceptions his first season, and they were touting him as like the great one. Right. Um, but today's NFL fan is impatient just because today's society is impatient. Give Jameis a couple years, rock with him in the up, up and down, stick by right. him, and in the long run, he'll pay off. And that's my take. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. You know, I think about that too. You know, a lot of us, we prisoners a moment and we got like a, a level of jealousy and envy when we see a guy like Tua Tagovailoa throw for six touchdowns or we see uh, Patrick Mahomes throw five touchdowns in week one. And we like, man, why our quarterback can't do that? And we and, and, and we compare him to those other guys. And if he's not doing that, then we feel like he's not good enough. And not to mention, it has a lot to do with Drew Brees, man. It has a lot to do with Drew Brees and the standard that he he left behind. And a lot of us don't even have anything else to compare it to. I, I have to like kind of step back and realize who I'm actually talking to. Sometimes I'm talking to people that are 26, 27 years old and having debates with them about uh, what a quarterback should look like. And all they know, honestly, in real time is Drew Brees. That's all they know. They don't know about some of the other quarterbacks that came through here that had left a, a bad taste in the mouth of the Houdat Nation. So I just think that a lot of people are, are comparing Jameis Winston to Drew Brees and and Drew Brees' standard of what the quarterback position needs to look like. But I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of people out there in their twenties that didn't you know have an appreciation for where this quarterback position in this quarterback room actually came from. But uh, Josh, I, I want to say thank you, man. Appreciate the call and uh, call back anytime. Well, I just got to tell you one more thing, TJ. Mm-hmm. If you're being honest with yourself, we need Rob By- Ryan back as defensive coordinator. That's all I'm saying. Rob Ryan. Yeah, I mean, he, he's the one who's going to take us to the promised land. Uh, nah, 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 nah. Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. Uh, I got a live one out of you. <laughs> nah, that ain't, that ain't it, man. All right, that see you later, brother. All right, take it easy, Josh. No, sir. No, sir. We don't need Rob Ryan back. Defense is straight. Defense is probably playing at a, <laughs> the, the highest level they didn't play that in decades. So, nah, that, that definitely ain't it. But we're going to go to Jerry. Jerry, how you doing, man? What's up, TJ, <laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing? Josh is love that Bishop Bullwinkle. Everybody <laughs> love that Bishop, man. Everybody love that Bishop Bullwinkle. <laughs> well, well, with that being said, what's going on, Who That Nation? And welcome to another edition of the State of the Saints podcast. Well, we talk New Orleans Saints. Yes, sir. This is TJ Jones, the host. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for checking out his podcast. He really do appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. How you doing, TJ? I'm doing okay, man. I'm I'm just here to talk a little bit about Jameis Winston and uh, some of these fans, man, that's uh, ready to jump off the cliff after two weeks. You know, that, yeah. that's, that's, that's my biggest issue. You know, no, I, I, I don't get it, man. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, TJ Jones, this is why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And shout out to everybody in the chat. Who that to y'all? This is why we're here. And and I and I think I explained this in on different occasions, uh, TJ. You, you uh, Saints fans, this is we're already in two weeks of the season. 
We got 15 games to go, and you already giving up on Jameis Winston? Seriously? I mean, come right. on. This right. is why I'm coming to give you a little therapy for me. It's two weeks already in the season. We won and won. Just be thankful and praise the good Lord above that we are not 0-2. Exactly. Everybody, <laughs> everywhere I go, TJ, everybody here, oh, Jameis need to go. Somebody else need to take Jameis to play. Dude, you got to give the brother time. You got to Man. give the brother time to get his stuff together. Everybody, like you say, TJ. Hey, Jerry, hold, hold everybody on. Everybody Hold on, right here. It's crazy. Look. This your moment to call in, man. I ain't trying. Look, all these people hiding out in the chat. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, call in and, and and look, have that same energy. Talk. Let everybody know how you feel about it. Don't hide exactly. out in the chat and talk about with the comments. Say what you feel right now. Okay, if you if you if you feel that way, man, hit up the line. That's all I'm saying. That, that's the problem I got. Don't throw the brick hide your everybody, hand. Cause cause TJ, everybody is. Everybody is really tripping, bro, and and they should be tripping right now because we we, we got our mindset on Carolina this coming Sunday. Hopefully mm -hmm. and prayerfully, we'll get back on track and go two on and two on one on Sunday. Right. But everybody right. need to just stop put stop stop hitting the panic button. Stop stop. You know what I'm saying? Don't get delusional for yourself. Y'all know what I'm trying to say. Don't go don't don't go overboard. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't go yeah. overboard because one game James doing good and one game James doing bad. The brother got you got to get have time to develop. Hmm. And you just y'all added y'all already quitting on the brother because he one time he doing good, one time he doing bad. Come on, y'all. Y'all need to wake. Y'all need to wake up. I'm talking about these. What what you call them, uh, TJ? The fair weather fans. Come mm. on now, come on, y'all need y'all need y'all need to wake up. Seriously. You got a lot of you got a lot of you up. got a lot. Of, mm -mm. Yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, mm. I mean you got a you got a lot of fans out here that don't that, that never experienced adversity at the quarterback position. That's Derek. You have to understand that a lot of these people don't understand where the Saints <laughs> oh, team actually came from. All they know is prosperity and notoriety for the quarterback position because of Drew. So a lot of them are comparing, like, Jameis Winston to Drew Brees, and they feel like the standard is Drew Brees, which he is. But all I'm saying is it's hard for me to just sit up here and criticize a guy. And the only reason why people are criticizing this dude right now is because what he did in Tampa. It's in the back of your mind. It's in your psyche. So you just automatically feel like what he did in Tampa is going to be what he does in New Orleans. And, hey, it might end up being the case. But I'm saying two weeks? After two weeks? After Come two weeks, you're going to be talking about Wait. this dude being in a in a position where he don't deserve to be a quarterback because he's a turnover machine. Like, if he's a, he was a turnover machine for one year, to be honest with you, for one year. People like, man, mm -hmm. he turned the ball over. If you look at this dude's stats, it's no different from a Patrick Mahomes who had, what, 15 interceptions last year? For the most part, everybody's paying attention to 2019. But all the other years, right. he probably had, like, what, 17, 14, 17, you know what I'm saying, interceptions and stuff. So, how, like, you basically allowing a narrative to be like, okay, this is who he is, so we need to get ourselves out of this situation. 
That's what they saying. And that's how they feel. In a in a you in a Tampa Bay uniform, he may have turned the ball over at alarming rate. But as a New Orleans Saints yeah. starting quarterback, he only has what six interceptions and he has 17 touchdowns. That's what people aren't yeah. paying attention to. But hey, do believe what you want to believe, man. But hey, hey, let, let me say this because I think we talked about this in the past. Mm-hmm. You go ahead, and I, and I heard you did a set that says, Will the real Saints fans please stand up? Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, uh, today, and mm-hmm. I told, and I think I explained this to you in the entire Who That Nation. You're going to have different type of Saints fans that will agree with you, and you're going to have different types of Saints fans that won't agree with you. But the fact of the matter is this. We got our quarterback that we got, and he is our QB1. And, not, and not, not just Saints fans, but all 30, 31 teams in the NFL will tell you the same thing. Mm-hmm. It don't matter. It don't matter if it's Steelers fans. It don't matter if it's Cowboy fans, Falcon fans, Sucker fans, Rams. It, it don't matter. They're gonna say the exact same thing. We all. They, they are all different. You got some that stay that stay with the team forever and stay loyal with their team, and you got some that just like to get on the bandwagon because they're doing good. Right. You're gonna have yeah. that every day, TJ. You're gonna right. have that. I've seen mm-hmm. it from my own eyes. Yeah, you're gonna have it. Because like I said, everybody is pinpointing uh, you know, the issues and the problems offensively uh to Jameis Winston. But I got something for I got some for these people that, that feel this way. I, I do. I got something, I got something for these people that, that feel this way. Cause I'm gonna let everybody say what they gotta say, uh Jerry, and then I'm 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 gonna talk and say my piece. But a lot of y'all out here, y'all, y'all using these narratives. And I'm telling you right now, you sound crazy. Let me let me let me break this down. A moment to re- for real. To the real to the real Saints fans out there, I applaud you. To all the fake ones out there, come on this line and talk with TJ and speak your mind. That's, that's all what, I want. All the real ones, all... all the real ones, I applaud you. But the fake ones, bring your best. Come on, <laughs> Jared. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, Jerry, and uh, yeah, call back anytime, man. I appreciate that. No problem, TJ. You take care, bro. You be blessed, man. All right, you too, man. Take care. All right, take care. All right, yeah. I mean, I just want them on the line. I just, I just want people to tell me what they feel about Jameis Winston and why. Like, ba- like on based on two weeks of quarterback play, tell me why you feel the way that you do. All right, we're going to go to DT. DT, how you doing, man? What's up, boss? What's going on, man? First and foremost, man, I I, I appreciate what you've been doing, man. I love your podcast. Man. I love Thank you, man. I'm Thank always, you, man. I'm always tapped in when I can on the live, so yeah. I didn't even think you was going to get to me today. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> I appreciate but, uh, it, man. But, yeah, man, I see your growth, man, and I, I definitely want to say more blessings to you, my brother. But uh, Thank you, man. But, yeah, like, and I'm, I'm one of them fans that's, you know, neutral um i love Jameis, like his his talent physical talent and everything like that i respect mm-hmm. his game i don't buy into the narratives that they say in the national media and mm-hmm. anything like that i do feel like i wanted to kind of pick up where you touched on like i do feel like we are spoiled as saints fans seeing drew Brees' greatness for all them years mm-hmm. so it is 
you know, I do, I do find myself still like, like, because like, I, I keep going back to, to that, to that, like, man, I like, this is, this is what I see as greatness. Cause you know, I, I went through the, the Aaron Brooks era and, and all that like that. So, mm-hmm. so it's like, Oh, when we saw breeze, it's like, Oh man, like winning culture and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Now with Jameis, man, it's just like, like, he, he you know, like my, my family, but they, they love him. My brother, I'm always texting him during the games. He like, bro, just hold tight, hold tight. And I'm just like, man, like, like I'm still trying to become a believer in him. I, I think that I'm, you know, I'm one of the ones that's, you know, you know, my, I, I look back and I, I'm so used to the greatness that Breeze had. And I'm not trying to necessarily compare him because they're two different quarterbacks. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I want him to be successful. I'm not one. I'm not a fan to say, man, I want him to just be trash. I ain't saying dump the dude. Like, I, I do feel like we got to give him some time. And I do think that, you know, we just got to have a little patience. You know, I, I feel like he going to click at the right time. But. I, I would be lying to you if I just said like, "Oh man, this is my quarterback for the future." I don't. The verdict is still out on that, right? Right. Like, right. You know, um, if I see more consistency, and I, and I feel like you know, I mean, I, everybody entitled to how they feel. You know what I'm saying? I get, mm-hmm. I can understand how like like you were saying like the 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 younger fans like if their only reference is Drew Brees, I can understand what they, they their perspective, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's just all I wanted to say, bro. Like I, I'm neither. I'm neither saying, you know, get rid of him, but I'm not I'm at the same breath. I'm not saying like he's my quarterback of the future at the same time. Well, look, I'm not I'm not expecting anybody to feel that way. And, and my, my stance isn't look, I know how some people may feel because you you speak up for a person and saying, give him time. Oh, man, you were just a, a, a Jameis Winston defender. No, all I'm saying is like, think about this logically. Think about this. Like, think about this in a relationship, right? Let's just say your relationship is pretty, you know what I'm saying? It's good. And all of a sudden, you do something to make your girl mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she like, I'm tired of this. I'm out. Like, what? <laughs> like, this is the first time like, we really went through something. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, you know, but and, and just imagine if she tells you, man, your ex told me you was going to act like this. Like, think about this. This is what we're doing. Like, we're right. basically holding this dude to a standard that was left at a place that he no longer re- resides. And for the right. most part, when it, when he's been in our organization, he's played really well. So right. I'm like, like think, I, I just want people to put that type of thought into perspective. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and apply it to your own life. You know what I'm saying? And see how fair... This is when it comes to this take. It's only been two weeks. And I respect right. you for saying that. I ain't got no problem. Like I said, I'm not coming out here saying he's my quarterback of the future and all that kind of stuff. All I'm saying is allow this man to change the narrative mm-hmm. about how he is playing a quarterback position. That for is sure. all I'm saying. But people just jumping off and, and you're jumping off because what he did in Tampa. And you think that he's going to do what he did in Tampa in New Orleans. So that is why you're saying, man, get him up out of here. And bro, that's not fair, bro. ESPN don't make it no better. And I, and, and if, if they are, if they watching that toxic 24 seven, I know how that could influence people, how they feel, but it's like, man, turn that. I don't even listen to them. I don't even pay attention to it because I already know yeah. they, they hate, they hated the same when breeze was here. So man, it's like, on, on what do you expect bro. Man, straight up. 
Yeah, but DT, thank you, man. Appreciate that call. And uh, thank you, man, for your comments. I know a lot of people in the chat as well as people listening appreciated your thoughts, man. Appreciate it. For sure, for sure. All right, take care. Peace. Yeah, man, shouts out to DT, man. Good take right there. But that's all I'm saying, man. Like, <laughs> just imagine how that it would be for you. Yeah, I mean, some, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just think that sometimes we just need to sit back and just think about how we're feeling about the situation and why we're feeling this way about the situation. I, I, I I'm just, that's all I ask people to do. We're going to go to Quinn. Quinn, how you doing, man? How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, man. What you got for us? Well, see, in my, <clears throat> I'm going to first say this. First of all, starting off from week one, let me just do it. Let me just say it like this. He ain't he ain't doing nothing wrong. If y'all really know football, if y'all watch football, he has done, he technically hasn't done nothing wrong yet. Oh, oh no, 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 Yes, he did do some stuff wrong. I don't about that. Like, he even admitted to that himself in a press conference the other day. No, don't pat like the decisions with some of them passes were terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna be real about that. But, but look, I just, I, but yeah, but go ahead, go ahead. I just want to make that clear. Let me break it down. Okay, go ahead. Watch uh, week one. I was there. I see. I seen it live. That wasn't him. That that they we watched that game. That wasn't him. It was. If you want to be honest, it was the way he, uh Dennis Allen was caught in the play slow. It was like it was not. It was not as aggressive as it should have been on the okay. offensive side. If you want to okay. be honest, and technically, that's what was going on. That's why in the fourth quarter. They started picking up tempo because he actually started taking. He started opening up the playbook a little bit. You seen it live, like you really watched it. You can see how it was like the beginning of that game. It was slow. He was he was being very like slowly with it. Like he was just taking his time. Yeah, I was at the game too. I was at the game as well, and man. If any of y'all ever played football, I don't know if any of y'all ever ran uh threw a uh, threw a ball before in your life and had a bat and had something wrong with your back. That is and that's very hard to do. Right. I'm gonna be honest. I had a problem with my bat. I used to play football. That's like, that's that's like pain that you never experience. Good point. It's like, it it makes everything else go. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's All like, right. if your back be messed up and you and you trying to throw the ball certain ways and you trying to help get it out quick, you don't think your you're gonna be messed up a little bit? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I think the problem is everybody just reacting too early. It's, we good. Yeah. You get, <laughs> Even to the fact that we still we still held it down, so it's like at the end of the day, Jamie's don't have to technically be this great quarterback. He just have to do his part, and everything else gonna fall in line because that's what you see when you see them play. It's like it help, it works. They it's just a team thing. They just need to get. They just need to be more aggressive early than late. That's their problem right now. It's really a team problem of the momentum of the game. Man. It's not about him. It's not about nobody. It's literally about the team going slower. They have to pick up the pace. Once they pick up the pace together, then we can start judging if he's doing this and he's doing that and he's doing this. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're starting off too slow. Right. You well, I mean? I'm gonna tell you, <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you why, you know what I'm saying? I feel like this is like extreme bias towards this dude. The Saints for the last four seasons have started the season one and one. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody was saying nothing. Ain't nobody was talk, calling for saying Drew Brees washed. Oh, Drew Brees, you know what I'm saying? He ain't got it no more. And he, you know what I'm saying? Like all this kind of stuff there. Ain't nobody was like having the same type of energy. 
Nobody was saying it. It's just because for the simple fact that is him. It, it just what it's just what he represents. A lot of like I don't care what anybody says. If you are strong enough and confident enough to come on like shows like this and other same shows and say, oh, he ain't the answer after two weeks. You ain't about to tell me that your thought pattern and your logic is not clouded by what you've heard from national mainstream media and the narrative about him being a turnover machine. You ain't about to tell me that because in a Saints uniform, I, I don't care about what he did in Tampa because we all know. I keep saying this. I don't know if the people want to believe it or not. Organizations matter. Schemes matter. In a Saints uniform, this dude produced 17 touchdowns and six interceptions. People can talk about, man, a couple of them passes could have been picked off. Well, I can say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes had 15 interceptions. They had seven of them that could have been dropped. So Patrick Mahomes could easily have thrown 20-plus interceptions last season. So if you want to you want to make all these, you know what I'm saying, assumptions and what ifs and all that kind of stuff. If ifs was a fifth, we all would be a drunk. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. So if you're willing to say this, uh, Quinn, I'm saying if the fans are willing to say that this dude is slow after two weeks, all I'm saying is you have surrounded your judgment based on what he did in Tampa. And that is something that that's a narrative that you will never be able to shape. So you might as well find yourself another football team to root for because as long as he's the quarterback of the Saints, you're not going to believe in this team. So, he, period. I, I mean, that, that just, that's just a fact. This is a fact. But uh, you got anything else, man? Yeah, that's it, man. I just, yeah, I just want to let y'all know, man, y'all just stop. Y'all stop overthinking and stop overlooking. It's the beginning. And if y'all want to be honest, I don't – I'm not going to – I'm not, I don't count the first week of the NFL until – I'm not going to count that until like three years just because of the fact that we got to get used to the fact that it's, no, it's not four preseason games no more. You get what I'm saying? Three, right. it's three, so I feel like that preparation and that time you get a chance to be on the field together as a team. Like normally, you know, normally a lot of times when it's like that fourth game, they let everybody play and right. chemistry on this and that and what, whatnot. But just – Everybody just don't panic, man. They about to be straight, man. If you really watch them boys like real life, and you watch and see what they doing, they they about to do what they do. It's just right now, <clears throat> right now they just got to get in rhythm. Man, once everybody get in rhythm, it's over. You just yeah. gotta get. That's all it's about is being the rhythm. Yeah, hey, I just I just want people to keep that same energy because when this offense actually turns itself around mm-hmm. and they figure it out, I just mm-hmm. want y'all to get this out here so I can come back and play this show. Mm-hmm. I, I that's what that's honestly that's what I want. I want people to come on here after two weeks of football, and when this offense actually turns itself around, so I can keep I can uh play your tape to music. But like, for mm-hmm. real, if you feel like this dude is trash, don't hide out in the chat. Don't try to you know what I'm saying. Don't try to hide out and make these comments, and then try to throw the brick and hide your hand. Don't use fake aliases. I want voices, so I can go ahead and play your voice to music, straight up. And when you're mm-hmm. talking about this offense and him not doing this, that, and the third after a couple weeks, that's all I want to know. That's that's all I want to do right here. If you can say these stuff in the chat, get on the phone line, talk about why you feel like this dude ain't the answer after two weeks of football. But, Quinn, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it.
Yeah, man. I mean, look, come on, come on the show and, and say it with your whole chest. If you feel that confident that it the Saints are on a downward spiral, they're not gonna make the playoffs, they ain't got a shot, they ain't got a chance in hell of making a, the postseason, the Super Bowl, what have you. Come on the show and say it with your whole chest. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. What's good, TJ? I'm calling B. Allen saying he got to go explain yourself. Just needed to point him out, TJ. I just want, I, I well, B. Allen, if you're saying all that, come on the show and let everybody hear. Okay? So so we can hear we can hear what you got to say. This is, this is your moment. This is your time. Right now. We're going to go to Brandon. Brandon, how you doing, man? What's up, man? Doing all right? Man, I'm doing fine, man. Uh, what you got for us? Hey, man, listen, I'm a, I'm a Jameis dude. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I, I, I personally think, you know what I'm saying, he's going he's gonna to progress and be, you know, a decent quarterback for us. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, shoot, you could look at last year and saw how everything was kind of going in the right direction. Shoot, right. that Bucks game before he got injured, I feel like Sean Payton was about to let the man go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's about to let him loose. Right. You know, so I, I, what I don't understand is like, bro, like, so you got – Dude got nine stars. Mm-hmm. Dude got nine stars with, with the Saints. Mm-hmm. Out of all those nine stars, it's literally mm-hmm. the worst game he's had. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't understand how you can kind of like neglect the the season prior and strictly focus on this one game. Like it it is mind-boggling how many fans came out ready. When he had this one bad game, man, that's what they wanted. Bro. <laughs> like, like this, this is what they wanted, man. And it's sad, man. I, I, I keep saying this, Brandon. I keep on saying this, man. You got some people that are willing to watch this team fail. Like right. I'm talking about fall by the wayside just so they can be right about their narrative about Jameis Winston, and that is a damn shame. Like, it's crazy to me. It's, it's crazy to me. Like I'm, I'm in a couple of Facebook groups, but they got they 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 posting clips of Stephen A. I'm like, bro, y'all have first of all, Stephen A. Don't like us nowhere, no way. You know what I mean? So now y'all are posting Stephen A. to validate y'all's points on why Jameis isn't the guy. Really? Is that what we doing? Is that what we're doing? Nobody is saying he didn't have a most of their time trying to like like negate Stephen A's facts. Right. And like 99% of the time, y'all do not agree with this man. And now all of a sudden, y'all want to agree because he's talking about Jameis Winston and he feels the same way y'all feel about Jameis Winston. Thank you. And every argument goes to 2019. 2019. That that one outlier season, like this man didn't average just like the league average in turnovers. The rest of his career is one outlier, just one. They they so mad about turnovers, but Drew Brees averaged double digit turnovers until really until 2017 when his arm was pretty much gone and he was throwing short passes. That's when he had consistent single digit interception seasons. Right. Uh, yeah. I just don't understand, bro. It's one game. Nobody is saying he played perfect, bro. You can criticize James all you want about that game. That game was bad. He made some bad decisions. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't know what my boy was talking about before. Man made some bad decisions. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Ain't nothing you can do. Ain't nothing you can say about that. Hey, I'm just yeah, you gotta keep a spade a spade, man. Yeah, yeah, you gotta call it what it is. He had a bad game. Yeah. I can admit that he's a bad yeah. game. He but... even admitted it. He said it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's not the just win management, man. Shouts out to them. Man, they, they, they right. know what's up. I'm you know what I mean? 
he made some bad decisions. You know, it just it just it, it is what it is. You know, some of those passes were there as far as with the Chris Olave passes, but you know, it could have been his back while he was off. I don't know. He was yeah. a lot of those passes, Chris Olave was open, he just missed them. Now the interceptions, those are just bad decisions. Yeah. Period. You know what I'm saying? I can admit that. It's bad decision, bad decisions. But I'm not gonna crucify the dude. Mm. Calling him to, you know, we, we need to get rid of him. Get rid of him. That was one game. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> Man, they're pretty consistent with us. Like, you got to look at from the time he was with us till now. You can't go back to the Bucks. He's not with the Bucks. That's not a, a different culture, different coaching staff, different everything. You got to look at from when he got signed with the Saints till now. Dude been pretty consistent. Hmm. I don't know what else they want. for the, they, they want the dude to go out here and throw for 45 touchdowns and zero interceptions just to change the narrative. That ain't going to happen. Man, all, all I'm saying is this, like, if you're saying this, once again, I'm going to keep on saying, I'm sound like a parakeet on this episode. <laughs> if you keep, if you feel this way after two weeks of Jameis Winston quarterback play, then you've always felt this way. Facts. You've always felt this way. There's nothing, nothing like, man, I can go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Look at Burrow. Like, he I'm, threw four interceptions. Lost the right. fumble. I mean. But every QB is gonna have a bad game. There ain't not one season where a QB not gonna have a bad game, bro. Man. Everybody got every QB has a bad game. Every QB throw throws bad passes. Every QB loses fumbles. Every QB throws interceptions. Every QB makes bad decisions. So it is what it is. They just magnify Jameis because of that one season. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy to me. Yep. That's that's just what it is. That's what it all comes down to. Because you cannot possibly. Look at this dude in the Saints uniform and what he has done in a Saints uniform. Right, Saints oh, uniform. Got to be specific. Saints start. uniform. Yeah, throughout his starts with the New Orleans Saints and say that this dude isn't a formidable starter in the National Football League. You've, right. been, you've been sitting on these jokes. You've been sitting on these memes. You've been sitting on these comments. Hell, some of y'all probably copying and paste these joints because you probably thought you was going to say this stuff in week one. And then when he facilitated that comeback, oh, I can't say it did week. Where were y'all at in week one? You know what I'm saying? When he facilitated that comeback, I, I ain't see this. I ain't hear nothing about him not being the guy. Right. That's all I'm saying. Just what Nothing about week? him making bad decisions. It looked pretty consistent to me, that game. Man, was perfect. Stephen A. talking about when, when the pressure get by. He was behind 16 points in week one. What, I mean, that's a lot of pressure, in my opinion. Man. And, he, and look what he did. Damn perfect. Man. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this right here for all the people out there that's, that's talking about Jameis Winston. The game Jameis Winston played versus the Atlanta Falcons, they praised Tom Brady. The game that it was the same identical game that he played versus the Saints. He waited till the very last minute. He allowed the game to come to him, and that's when he went up top to Perriman and scored the touchdown. Right, like Jameis. Held on to the ball, took the sack, wasn't trying to force nothing until, you know what I'm saying, it was like they played a certain type of defense. That's when they started getting a little soft because they was up 16 and right. they started taking advantage of that. So for all the people out there, man, you know, Tom Brady, look what he did. Tom he Brady did played the same game in the fourth quarter, the same type of conservative play that Jameis Winston did throughout the entire game against Atlanta. And we still sitting up here talking about this dude ain't capable of doing it. Well, Absolutely. we praised we praised him for that. I wrote an article about this. You know what I'm saying about him? You know what I'm saying like being patient. So we don't think that this dude actually has it in him to actually do these things. 
All I'm saying is, we man, we we got to look at this for what it is. The dude, the, the dude had a bad game. Quarterbacks have bad games. It is what it is, man, but it's not an indication of what's to come. I mean, if we're having these conversations, Brandon, by week 10, then okay, you know what I'm saying? Maybe right. we need to keep it moving, you know what I'm saying? Right. Looking now at that makes sense. Not yeah. week two. It yeah, was the second game of the season. Week two, man. Like, come on, man. Give me a break. Like, I'm, I'm just being real, man. Give me a break and let, let's let's see where this thing goes. But, uh, Brandon, thank you so much. Appreciate the call, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. All right. All right take it easy. All right. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. What? But anyway, uh, before we get back to the calls, I want to thank everybody for being here. I ask that you hit the like button. We got 222 people watching this live. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. All right, Manscaped.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, you go to Manscaped.com, and if you like some of the items, use the promo code State of Saints. You will save 20% off of your purchase, Okay. Use the promo code State of Saints, no matter if you spend $100 or $10, all right? All you got to do is use that promo code. Uh, you'll save uh, on your purchase, all right? So thank you to Manscaped.com. They are the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, but let me read a few comments, and then we'll go to D-Man. Uh, it says, a season where Bruce Arians and Chris Godwin are on record saying that half of those interceptions were his fault, uh, game three and four people. Even Willie Beeman had that one game <laughs> in the rain where he looked awful. In the rain, I guess you're talking about in the rain, yeah. Uh, that's because Willie Beeman went off, and you know what I'm saying, at the mouth, talking about he was the is-all and be-all of the team and offensive line and block for him. You know what I'm saying? That would happen. You know, and you start feeling yourself. Y'all know, my name is Willie. Willie Beeman, I keep the ladies screaming, and I'm my fan. <laughs> you think you defeat me? Your dream, <laughs> Willie Beaver. <laughs> that boy was a star. Uh, since Jameis back is hurted, he can't throw as he normally would. Need to rest him and let Dalton play for one or two games so that we can go deep in the playoffs with a healthy Jameis. Look, I want people to understand this because I, I think some people believe that the show today and some of my takes are about Jameis Winston you know, playing through the pain. It has absolutely nothing to do with that. Look, I'm on board. I agree with you. If he's hurt and, you know, like he's not able to do some of the things that he needs to do in order to help the team win. For example, not running for that first down, you know, like something, things like that, like being reluctant to do that. Like if, if your your injury is prohibiting you from playing the quarterback position at a high level, yes, by all means, sit down. But I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that are writing this dude off after two games. That that's all I'm talking about. It, it's two different different conversations that uh uh that need to be had here. If he's hurt and he can't do all the things that he needs to do, sit him down. But to say that he's not the answer, let's go to Andy Dalton after two weeks of football. That's why I have a problem with. That's what I got a problem with. That that's I, I just think that there's a difference. That that that's that's my whole point. But we're gonna go to D Man. D Man, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, TJ. How are you, bro? All right, Dalton. How, how you doing, man? Uh, appreciate you being here. Uh, what what you got for us? 
Well, it's pretty sad that everybody's give on on James Winston in week two. I mean, he had a bad game. Like, like everybody has a bad day. Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, people giving up on this guy a little bit too uh, too early, man. Pre- too prematurely. I just think that uh, you look around the NFL. There's only a few quarterbacks that are playing at a high level. I think there's once again there's a level of jealousy, level of envy. Uh, when we see people like Tua talk about lower. You know, people talk about can he throw the deep ball? Is he capable of getting the ball to Jalen Waddle and, and and Tyreek Hill? You know, and all of a sudden, like he throws for six touchdowns, and now he he's killing that. You know, he's killing the game. Offense looks outstanding. Now all of a sudden, like man, you know, what I'm saying what's wrong with Jameis? So a lot of that stuff is based on, you know, us looking at television and allowing these narratives and these guys with their slow talking voices and 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 their soliloquies to get. To you know, what I'm saying, get in our minds, and we start looking at, uh, you know, guys like Jameis. Well, I just think that after two weeks, man, you you can't write a guy off. Let let's wait a few weeks and then have this conversation. And also, the problem is before the season started, everybody was complaining like this: "Oh, Taysom Hill should be a starter and quarterback." Like, I why is he why should he be a starting quarterback? I don't want to hear no like what like seven two record because last time he. Was started. He was being a garbage team, and I can't compete. I can't count against the Buccaneers because he had no touchdowns. It was a field goal and defense shut down Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> anybody that think uh, Taysom Hill is the answer, I I say change the question. That's that's what I feel. Like J- Taysom Hill, I like him. You know, what I'm saying in his role that he is right now, I think that he, he he's extremely effective in what he is right now. I think they need to utilize him more what he is right now but as far as the quarterback position i mean look he leaves a lot to be desired and you know him running around you know playing park ball and having all these rushing touchdowns there they look good and you know it sounds exciting and it makes them polarizing but man these wide receivers want the football they want you to be able to throw them the ball so they can be out there making plays so i, I when it comes to the quarterback position anybody about to tell me that Taysom Hill is a better quarterback than Jameis winston that that is what that's what we really would have a debate. Anybody that feels that way, I would just say, man, they need to stop messing with them drugs that they have in a in a medicine cabinet. But yeah, go ahead, man. And also, like, I'm not giving up on James Winston just yet, though. Now, if he keeps on, well, I mean, if he hadn't got injured, then yes, I would give up on him. Like, say, like week mm-hmm. ten, if, if he keeps on, just saying. Right. But week two, like, I know he's playing for injury, not making excuses though, but. It's it's week two. It's too early to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's way too early. It's way too early to tell if this dude gonna be, you know, a really good quarterback, solid quarterback, or is he gonna be terrible? <clears throat> you know, like you you can't determine it. Everybody's basically saying these narratives right now, based on they based on like what he did in Tampa. It's not what he did in the Saints uniform. It's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not what he did in the Saints uniform. It's what he, he did in the past. Because if this was Joe Blow, if it was Joe Blow, we ain't never heard of him. They ain't got no narrative about him. And he had three interceptions in the game. You know what people would be saying? Man, he'll get him next week. We'll get him next week, man. Keep your head up. You know, but it's just Jameis. It's, it's Jameis. It's what he represents. It's what the narrative that's presented about him. And that's what people hang their hat on. So, you know, that that's what it all comes down to, Dalton, at the end of the day. I agree. And also, like, I think James Winston will bounce back, though. But I'm just saying this, though. Like, 
No offense to who's watching. No offense to you, though. But if James Winston does not do good, like, I think we should draft a quarterback next year. And people needs to, needs to do the watching college to keep out on the quarterback no matter what, though. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. Look, I, I just want to, I just want people to just be patient. Yeah, I mean, we just so impatient, you know, in the Huda Nation. And we just, like I said, Drew Brees left a standard. And now, you know what I'm saying, we just feel like any quarterback that comes into the room got to play like Drew Brees. But I often say this. If everybody can do what Drew Brees did, how special would Drew Brees be? You know, I, that, that's that's my only question to you. Uh, you got anything else for me, Dalton? Well, I got one question. I got, if you don't mind changing subject, I want to talk mm-hmm. about this whole rookie Alante Taylor after Marshall uh-huh. Limer got ejected. Like, what's, right. your, what's your take on him? I think that he's a solid cornerback. Um, I think that he plays with a lot of confidence, and that's what you want from a cornerback. Um, the fact that he would just uh, thrust it into the game. And uh, he got beat on that play by Perriman, but he was able to uh, get the ball out. Uh, look, the Saints got him uh, for the long term to be that that nickel guy, you know. And the fact that you have uh, Paulson Adebo practicing, more than likely he'll be back against Carolina. You got Marshawn Lattimore on the opposite side. So there are opportunities for him to be able to play. I mean, I, I've seen some good things, even on special teams. You know, in a game versus Atlanta Falcons, you know, he was the, he was playing a gunner. He was the first guy down there. Now, I think he needs to work on his tackling, you know what I'm saying, when he gets down there. But uh, he, he shows a lot of effort, um, and he has a lot of confidence. And, and if you're going to play the cornerback position, uh, one thing you have to have, you got to have confidence, and you got to have amnesia on, in certain uh, situations. So I like what I saw. Um, I think it's something that you can build on. And uh, if he continues to uh, take advantage of the moments that the Saints give him, and he knocks him out of the park, then I think that you'll probably see him a part of that rotation. Well, I have a question. Is like, when were we going to see him again on the field? Like, not special teams, but like nickel roll. You think you're going to see him this year? Oh, absolutely. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you don't see him in certain packages, uh, you know, in this game versus Carolina. You know, usually like when guys uh, get thrusted in there and they, they play well, especially like those guys that are young and, you know, first, second round, this you you find like coaches trying to find opportunities uh, for them to be in the game. So it, it it wouldn't surprise me at all in moments where we would actually see Alante Taylor in the game, probably in the nickel, uh, going up against a guy like maybe a Terrence Marshall or something like that, and seeing what he'll do. You know, like so, I, I expect for him to get some snaps uh, in, in that rotation because we know the Saints they like to play, uh, you know, several cornerbacks and safeties and certain uh, you know defenses. So. He might get his opportunity based on the performance that he had and the moments uh, that he had versus Tampa, and and he knocked him out of the park. So we'll see, but I think he'll be out there. I really hope so because I like that kid. I think he's going to be real special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's going to be uh, special as well. But, uh, Dalton, thank you so much, man. Appreciate the call. Uh, call back anytime, man. No problem. Thanks for letting me talk to you and who that nation. Yeah, man, no problem. Take care. Yeah, shouts out to Dalton, man. Uh, always uh, come through. Uh, great stuff. You know, and um, yeah, I like Alante Taylor. I think Alante Taylor is a guy that is going to end up being like really, really good for the Saints. Uh, long, I mean, the only issue I have with Alante Taylor uh, is the injuries. You know, like, man, you got to look, you got to be able to be available. T. 
team got to be able to count on you to be out there um if he uh, can just stay healthy i think that you know he'll get more opportunities especially uh since what he did against tampa i mean if you're going up and you you know in the battle wits with a guy like tom brady and you're able to uh, win most of those matchups more times than not i think that coaches look at that and say well you know the moment isn't too big for him and he's going to try to take advantage of that uh we're gonna go to buck skull game what's up how you doing man all right how you doing i'm good yeah what you got for us man man a couple of things a lot of people are reason i think people don't respect james winston I don't mm-hmm. want to say because of his race, but a lot of people don't think because he's a black quarterback. But he's good, though. Nobody gives him no respect for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, I think there's a lot of people out there that respect Jameis Winston. I know because I'm actually one of them. You know, but I, I do think <laughs> that, look, I'm, I'm going to be real with your bus call game. Look, look, we don't shy away from stuff like this here on the State of the Saints podcast. There are people out there that don't like this dude because he's black. He black. You know, I'm I'm not saying a lot that that everybody's this way. There are people saying. out there. There are, there are people out. Look, man, I'm from Louisiana, so ain't nobody about to tell me about what goes on in Louisiana. Okay. Anybody about to tell me about the stadium? These... Mm-hmm. About twenty minutes. You said what? How far are you from the stadium? About no, I'm, I don't. I don't stay in Louisiana anymore. I stay in South Carolina, but I was oh. I was born and raised in New Orleans, in, in oh, wow. New Orleans, Louisiana. I was yeah. born there. I was raised there. I know the energy. You know what I'm saying? I I know I know how people feel. You know, Mm -hmm. you got a lot of people out there that that are prejudiced, and they they have Mm -hmm. that mindset. They have that mindset that the uh, quarterbacks is a thinking position, and when it comes Mm -hmm. to thinking, they don't feel like black quarterbacks have that the mental intellect in order for them to be able to play the quarterback position at a high level. That's just that's just how some people. I didn't want to talk about it, but I didn't know you wanted to talk about. I didn't want to stir no. No, 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 we ain't look. I'm look, we ain't, I don't call it stern if you're telling the truth. I'm not yeah. look, look, they, they just say it like this. They said, uh, uh they said a hit dog holler, right? So, mm-hmm. and then, and my grandfather, who was a preacher, this is what he say. He said, if I have a sermon on chicken thieves, ain't nobody gonna get mad but the chicken thief. So, <laughs> if you don't feel that way, then I'm not talking about you. You're gonna be like, yeah, yeah go ahead and talk. But if, if you do feel that way, you're gonna be like, why don't he shut up? So if I'm not talking about you, clearly that doesn't apply to you. But that mm-hmm. that's just the reality. I'm not saying it's everybody, okay. but there are people out there that feel the way that they do. And then you got some oh, no. people that probably don't like them because of based on what they feel, uh, you know, as far as him playing a quarterback position. I'm gonna, Fair enough. I'm, yeah, I'm going to tell you, James Winton is an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say as a Bucks fan, he was good here in Bucks. On the reason why the Bucks let him go, we didn't want to pay him that thirty million dollars he wanted. Mm-hmm. Then we decided this, we can get okay, kick rocks. Okay, All right. we got Tom Brady for cheaper, less than that, five mm-hmm. million dollars cheaper. Right? Really? Really? Okay. <laughs> Man, all, all I'm saying is this, yo. I'm, I'm just I'm, look, I'm, a, I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna get back. To if James I had a choice at getting, like, if I had a choice at, at having Tom Brady and Jameis Winston, I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Tom Brady. I mean that that's just what it is. They they got nothing like it got it's something money? to do with success. You say what? Is it not about the money? Is it, are you, are you no, the, I don't. The, I don't think so. I don't look. I think that you have an opportunity to get Tom Brady 
look, if, if Tom Brady wasn't in a sweepstakes, I think Jameis Winston would be back in Tampa. Yeah. If he wasn't, if if Tampa couldn't get Tom Brady, Jameis Winston would still be the quarterback of the Tampa but, Bay Buccaneers. What would here's the thing that means Saints would have kept Kitty Bridgewater then? Nah, I doubt that. I doubt that because you still had you still had Drew Brees. Drew Brees decided to come back for another season in 2020. So we still had Drew Brees. Uh Teddy Bridgewater pretty much played his way out of New Orleans. But here's the thing. If Drew Brees would have retired, okay, I do agree with you with this. If Drew Brees would have retired, you probably would have had a stronger chance at signing Teddy Bridgewater because I think he got like $60 million uh, for three years with the uh, Carolina Panthers. So I I do feel like you probably would have ended up uh, keeping him because, I mean, Sean Payton liked him. Mm -hmm. So if Drew Brees wouldn't have came back, you probably would have signed. I agree. You probably would have signed Teddy Bridgewater. I agree with that one. Hey, do you believe – I really believe this. Tom Brady was really going to New Orleans, though. That was my theory. Well, well, Sean Payton, uh, shouts out to New Orleans Die Football, Nick Underhill and uh, Mike Triplett. Uh, they were talking about that on um, their last episode. They had Sean Payton on the show, and he said mm-hmm. that Tom Brady was, you know, in the conversation. They were talking about uh, bringing Tom Brady uh, to New Orleans. It wasn't a sure thing, but they definitely were trying to, uh, you know, get him and, and keep him in the back of the mind. It was, but it was during a time where they were actually allowing Drew Brees to make that decision. So if Drew Brees didn't make the decision, if he would have been like, I want to retire, then I think they probably would aggressively try to pursue uh, hey, Tom Brady. Does that yeah. mean the Saints would have won the Super Bowl in 2020 instead of the Bucks? I don't, I don't know. I mean, who knows? <laughs> like They, they probably would have had a, a strong chance. You know, I, I, I mean, That's but crazy. I don't know. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I don't know. I think James Winston is a little quarterback. I'm just tired of the James Winston haters. I still like James in the same mm-hmm. uniform, but when I really think he played hurt, and I gave this they had like four fractured things on his back, L1 mm-hmm. and L5. I right. really think it was his injury from last year still, or early this year. I don't know, from last seasons. I think he's still hurt. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know. I hurt. I mean, I... Look, they said they was hurt. They said he got fractures in his back. I, Why do you put I, I, feel, I, I feel I feel that is the case. I, I mean, I'm Why pretty sure like his management probably leaked that out, you know what I'm saying, in order, you know, to keep, you know, him having a little bit of level of leverage. Hey, so if they if he uh huh. I heard some reports on the reason why they won't play James Winston, because if if any Dalton if any Dalton plays good, he wins the starting job. That's the report I heard before. That's the report I heard. Well, if, if somebody <laughs> reporting that, I just feel like that's just speculation. I, I do feel like the I mean, fact that's that... Why James, is that why James Winston playing hurt? Because if he's not playing and he mm-hmm. don't plays good, he loses that job and James Winston's out of the job because he's a free agent next year, right? Yeah, I mean, no, he's not a free agent next year. I mean, the Saints still got him for two years, but I mean, I'm pretty okay. sure it's an optional year because they gave him most of his money up front. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure that is in the back of Jameis's mind. You know, I mean, look, these dudes are competitors, right? I'm pretty sure that that's an incentive for him to go out there and play through the pain because there's a possibility that Andy Dalton can come out there and, you know, he can go out there and play well. And, you know, and the next thing you know, like if if he's out for four or five games and the Saints go 4-0, like do you bring Jameis back into the fold? Probably not. So yeah, I do feel like that that is an incentive hey, 
for him to continue to play. Then they're gonna say it's the Annie Dalton show. All the Saints fans ride Annie Dalton. Everyone gonna forget about Jameis. It's gonna be the Red Rocket show, the Annie Dalton show. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, if he if he goes out there and he plays well and they play it at a high level and guys are scoring touchdowns and the Saints yeah. are putting up big points, I mean, you have they, to go with him. At man, that particular point, you gotta roll with him. Hey, TJ. You know there's gonna be a lot of blame this week if the if the Panthers beat the Saints this week. Everyone's gonna be blaming Jameis this weekend. You know mm-hmm. the word. You know where the blame's gonna come out. Well, oh. well, I, I mean, yeah, pretty much. You know, I mean, it, you're pretty much gonna uh, get that blame if they don't end up beating the Carolina Panthers. But man, what you can guys, you what can you do at the end of the day? You guys better win. It's gonna be yeah. everybody's gonna be laughing at the same season against lose to the Panthers. Well, look, I mean, it's a strong chance that they can lose. This is a division game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Carolina Panthers always play the Saints tough, regardless of what the situation and circumstances are. So there's a chance that they could possibly uh-huh. lose this game. I, look, anybody that just out here that just think that this is a shoe-in, you're looking at Baker Mayfield, and <laughs> like this dude is capable of beating him, and he got weapons around him, and he got Chris McCaffrey. So you got talent. You got talent out there that can get the get can beat the Saints. Yeah. Like for real. Like I, I want people to understand it. I mean, I understand they said you know Carolina lost nine straight regular season games, but man, this yeah. is a proper team, and, it, and they try to for, don't take that for granted. How the Bucks? If one thought the Bucks, if one thought the Saints was gonna be cakewalk when they play the Bucks, mm-hmm. they regret it just like what they did with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Don't do it, but. Yeah. One last thing before I go, the James Winston, he only showed the thirty interception as a Bruce Irvin's offense. Mm-hmm. But here's another thing: this James Winston have to learn the Saints playbook as the new head coach. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, Bucks Gold Game. That's a good. That's a good point. Same thing for Tom Brady. Tom Brady has to learn the new system because Todd Bowles. Yeah, but, but I mean. Way, yeah, but I mean, Tom Brady, it was a little bit of the system that he had out there in New England. You know, when it was like winning one, losing one, they decided to kind of make that offense like kind of tailor made for uh for yeah. Tom Brady. And that's how, you know, yeah. they end up like winning all them games after the bye week that led them to the Super Bowl. They didn't lose another game after that bye week. So a lot of that had. had we got lucky, though, in my opinion. I really think we got lucky. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, you go one, and it, it, it is what it is. But a uh, bus goal game, I got a few more calls to get to, man. So yeah. I, I appreciate yeah. it, man. Thank you for letting me in. Oh, right, no problem, man. You take care. All right. Yeah, I mean, is the reality, you know? I'm pretty sure in the back of Jameis's mind, you have to th- you have to think that okay, if I do go down and Andy comes in and he plays well, this could, you know, what I'm saying this could be an opportunity. And there, there would be opportunity for him because look, if the Saints go four and zero, you know they go four and zero with, <laughs> you know, with uh, Andy Dalton, and they playing well, and the offense is clicking, and they putting up like, you know, what I'm saying close to thirty points, if not thirty points. You can't go back to Jameis Winston after that. As much as I love, my, you know, what I'm saying love Jameis, I want to see him succeed. Like you, you gotta, you gotta stay with Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton, we we saw him, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he definitely put some pressure on Jameis, you know, the way that he was playing in, in, you know, in practice and the preseason and all those type of things. He definitely put some pressure on him. So, I mean, that's in Jame, that's in the back of Jameis Winston's mind. Look, I know we look at these, these interviews 
man, these dudes are media prepped. Okay, they're gonna say all the right things, they're gonna do all the right things because they don't want to have any given the teams that they're going against any type of bulletin board materials. If you want to hear how they really feel, you'll probably have to go home with them at night. You know what I'm saying? Or you probably have to be in that locker room when they ain't got the cameras or the media in there. That then that's when you probably really fit see how these guys feel about the other other guys on the team, or you know, like you know other guys you know what i'm saying that don't play on the team all right but we're gonna go to michael michael how you doing man i'm very good what about you i'm doing all right man what you got for us buddy so first of all i'm gonna say when james first came here mm-hmm. to the saints after leaving Tampa, i'm not gonna lie i had expectations but i wasn't that high mm-hmm. all right because we've seen what he did uh yeah. 30 for 30 i didn't believe in that I just didn't really know how his spouse was going to be, you know. Uh-huh. But then, after Drew Brees retired, I'm like, maybe this guy has a chance, right? Right. I, I always thought he was going to start over Taysom Hill. If you said that Taysom Hill was going to start over Jameson, you were definitely on drugs, my good sir. For but, real. Uh, then I watched some plays first game of the Saints. They're five mm-hmm. touchdowns against a good Packers defense, and I'm like, this guy might be special. Right. And also, and then also he had a bad game after that against Carolina. And I'm like, okay, don't do this to me, James. And then he has a three-touchdown game against the, Pay- against the Patriots. And I'm like, what's going on here? Then obviously we lose to the Giants. And I'm like, um, he did play good in the game a little mm-hmm. bit. But then he plays against the, uh, well, the football team at the time. And then I'm uh-huh. like, this guy can throw – did he just complete that hell, man? And mm-hmm. then the next game against Seattle, he had a slow game, but it was because of the rain. And then he got that Tampa Bay game where he blows, or where he, uh, where that was his ACL. But then through the time span, I looked at it and I'm like, this guy didn't play bad for his first games. We had, we, we almost had the one seed. Mm-hmm. If the season was over right there, we had a chance at the one seed. Right. Like, this kid might be special. Which and- trash, which, uh, well, I won't call him trash, but what unproven, undrafted free agents, too, by the way. Exactly. Then so- I'm like, and week one comes around again. We're playing Atlanta. Jameis, not looking too good until the fourth quarter happens. We're just throwing it to empty, empty, empty. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. guy could be our future QB. Yeah. And then, obviously, this game happens. And then I'm like, it's all right. But for all those people that's saying he can't be the starter, I just want to ask you one thing. Before you say anything, I want you to go outside, and I want you to have four fractures in your back. Just have four fractures. <laughs> and on a damn football. Mm. And see how it's going to turn out. Do it for... An hour and see how it turns out. Hmm. Because I broke my back before. I know. How, well, I didn't really break my back. It just got sprained a little bit. But I know I was like, I could, I could barely throw anything. Hmm. Like, so I know how it feels. But do y'all know how it feels? Try throwing a football. Like, try, th- try throwing a football. There's a lot of fans depending on you. Like, if you suck here, then your head's going on a stick. Right. <laughs> 
Okay, because that's how some Saints fans are. If you suck one game, they want you out of town and they want you to pack their bags. Some Man. people want you arrested after the game. Man, you ain't lying. <laughs> I'm like, like if Jameis is trash at the end of the year, if he's still playing trash, I will literally, I will literally come on here and probably say he is trash, right? Me too. And, I, 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 I would too. Exactly. If he goes back to that 30 for 30 season, I guess people want to call it that. I still wouldn't call it that, but people do. If he goes back to that season, I'll call him trash, all right? And then mm-hmm. maybe I'll agree with you on letting him go uh, when the contract's up. No. But y'all seen what this man did last year. Yep. Not to mention he has two injuries right now because he, he also has an ankle injury. Mm. Plus four fractures in a, in, in, a, in a back. His back is basically broken. Yep. And yet people want to criticize the, with that one play where he had it. An open lane for a person that might the ball. Obviously, Ricardo was going to full time anyway. Do y'all not know if that man would have ran the football, he would have either slid, which would have probably hurt the back even more. He would either dive, which one, he could fumble or break his back even more. Or three, someone can injure him again. Mm-hmm. So y'all can criticize the man all you want. Oh, he should have ran. Did y'all know there was no possible way he was getting out there alive? So, honestly, y'all can say all the smack y'all want about he should have ran it. I agree with this decision. I don't care who – I know we fumbled the ball, but we recovered it anyway. It was a fourth down anyway. It wasn't going to matter anyway because we wouldn't have – we most likely would not get the first down anyway. Hmm. So, y'all can say he should have ran it, but this might sound crazy to some of y'all. I agree with the decision because do you want to get the fir- – to try to get the first down and put your body on the line – knowing that you may not ever touch the field again for the rest of the year, or do you want to protect yourself and just and just risk the fumble hoping that your offense recovers it? Mm, I mean like, it's one like if if he was healthy, sure, take the first down. But if he if you know you have four fractures four fractures in your freaking back, and plus on top of that, you're coming off of an injury, and you also got an ankle injury, so basically, you have multiple things going at you at once. Honestly, I'm taking the fumble and, and betting on the risk, because I, I would honestly rather losing the football than losing my body. I, 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 don't, I don't care what anybody says. I agree with the decision. Yeah, I, I, I just agree with it. Y- y'all can say, but he fumbled the ball. We recovered it anyway, and we wouldn't have got the first down anyway because there was like three bucky meals there anyway. But yeah, and if he was to break the tackle, someone was gonna try to get him out again, especially them. Why I know what you were gonna do, but yeah, for those people who saying he should have ran it, I agree with the decision. It's either you die or you live, and I chose and I'll choose to live. <laughs> Look, I mean, Mike, you, you make some good points, man. And I, I do appre- I appreciate you, man, for, you know, everything that you said. And I know a lot of people, you know, definitely have to uh, agree with, you know, some of the things you're saying, especially about Jameis Winston's uh, performance as a New Orleans Saint. And uh, I appreciate that, man. You, you Make sure you call back anytime. All right, buddy? All right. All right, take care. Yeah, man, shout out to Mike, man. He, uh, he brings a lot of passion and uh, – you know, shouts out to him, man. He he made some good points. You know, he, he broke down the games. You know, sometimes you got to do that. Sometimes you got to break down those games because sometimes, you know, it, it, when a couple of games go by, people tend to forget, especially, you know, in, in modern society. We prisoners of moment, boy. 
Boy, I tell you, like, yeah, we we don't focus on what they did back then. A couple games back is only about now. And right now, he trashed. But if this guy was to come out there and throw for three touchdowns, then, then what you'll do, right? If he go out there and throw for two touchdowns, they end up winning. Then what you do? God of creation. How you doing, man? Oh, uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Man, uh, that's crazy, man. They, hey, man, what's up with us switching? So we, it's flip flop season or something, man. It, <laughs> I, hey, I feel like we we on and then we off. This yeah. is like a this is like a bad teenage relationship, man. This ain't it. This yeah. is terrible. I I don't. I you know though like you said, man. Um, week one, um, we started off rough rough for three quarters mm-hmm. and he facilitated a fourth quarter comeback and ain't nobody want to be like trash this trash that but as soon as he as soon as he try to uh make turn something into uh you know turn nothing into something uh during this butt game oh uh, now he trashed uh, yeah he played bad but um uh the whole offense played bad uh mm-hmm. the play calling was bad like uh, the whole offense was bad. Like, mm. I, like I, I don't know why people. And it's only week two. Like, it's week two. How mm. are we how are we already talking about we should bench him week two? I, I can say if, if it was like for the injury, I don't know how. To me, from just even from him being a saint, we've seen him connect on deep balls, which are usually pretty much automatic for him. Uh, last week, it, you know, it, it seemed like it, it something was affecting him. You know what I'm saying? And people are like, "Oh, well, he's just not accurate." It's like you, like you're just saying that over out of emotion because you're not realistically looking at how well his deep ball's been because he usually hits those targets automatically, you know, without hesitation. And for some reason, you know, it just wasn't there. You know, uh. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know what is going on with the offense, but I, to me personally, I've been saying that we just need to, I don't like him being under center. Like he's not a, he's not Drew Brees. Like, you know what I'm saying? Why, why are we under center with a, with a quarterback who has an arm? Like, I don't, I I, kind of really struggle. Not only that he has an arm and we got three receivers that, can be monsters at any given point. So I, I'm kind of trying to see why we what's what's our offensive scheme because I feel like they are not adjusting to. We're and it seems for some reason we're the only team. It seems like in the NFL when it comes to offense that we can't get out of the uncomfort zone. The Dolphins did it. The 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 Bills adjusted to Josh. Uh, you know, there, you know, it's, it's like so many Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. It's like, I'm like, you know, I'm a rep Saints all day. I'm gonna say you Saints is better than your favorite team. I don't care who, what team it is. It could be the Chiefs fans talking mess. I'm gonna always say Saints are better than anybody's team. So, but the Saints gotta prove that. And f- right now, the offense ain't proving nothing. I feel like the offense last year was better than this offense right now. 
I, I don't, I don't, I just don't understand TJ. I, like what me personally, I think it's offensive scheme, but I don't know. What do you think? You know, I think that you need time on task. I think that, and I, and quite honest and quite honest, I think a lot of us are, are criticizing this offense is simply because of what you just said. It's because of who they have on offense. They, I mean, that, that's just what it all comes down to. We, we bucked ourselves up. That's why I was telling people, I, man, I've been saying this for months. I said, if we were playing Madden, I would be excited. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm going to keep, look, I'm going to big up myself for this. I said, I said, if we were playing Madden, I said, I would be excited. I said, but I have a wait and see approach. So a lot of us are upset because of what we expected this offense to be off the rip. But what we're not understanding that the Saints, for the last, like even with Drew Brees over the last five years, they started off slow. Offensively, they started off slow with Michael Thomas. Well, you can you can talk about Jared Cook fumbling all day, but Jared <laughs> Cook is a better tight end, and I'm saying this: he's a better tight end right now than Troutman. He's a better tight end than Jawan Johnson. Period. Like he, you know, what I'm saying he added to that with Drew Brees. This offense historically starts off slow from the red zone efficiency from third down nobody want to have these type of conversations nobody want to talk about this oh you know what i'm saying it's james it's james go back go like don't take my word for it go back to 17 week one 18 week one 19 week one they always start all slow offensively no matter who they have out there yeah, period that, that, that that is true um, i mean just, just look at it. All, it's all true. <laughs> like people just expected, like people just expected. Oh, Jameis has something that Drew didn't have. He got the deep ball, so we back, baby. We back. <laughs> like no, like you have to understand, it is a process, man. Like Bro. you got all of these different personnel changes. You got all of these different offensive, uh, you know, what I'm saying tendencies. You got all these different guys need to have time on task. These guys wasn't really practicing together like that because most of them was hurt. Most of them, you know what I'm saying, was getting rehab. Most of them, you know what I'm saying, was in and out. I mean, you got to allow this thing to cook, man, and you got to figure out what you do good, what you do bad. And not to mention, two division games. Two division games. These guys (laughs) got old film, new film. Like, they know your tendencies. They know how to eliminate your best player. Like, what, what do you all expect? Like, this is a division game. You rarely see division games. Guys just get straight up cooked. You know what I'm saying? It's always nip and tuck. All I'm saying, we got to be patient, man. It is like the reason we feel this way about this offense is our own fault. Yes, I said that. It's our own fault because we, man, we got a lobby. We got Jarvis. We all on social media. What y'all going to do with them? What y'all going to do with them? That's, that's what y'all on. And now all of a sudden, like, man, we ain't start off the way we want to. Nah, you ain't mad at Jameis. You're mad at yourself. Because now you got to eat some of that crow because the Saints didn't come out the gate with Chris Olave with three touchdowns, <laughs> Michael <laughs> Thomas with four, and Jarvis Landry with three. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what, that's right. what you're mad at. Like, seriously, man, we got a lot of this thing to cook, man. That's all, that's all I'm saying. We got a lot of this thing to cook historically. With the great Drew Brees, these boys started off slow. So what do you, you all expect from a guy who is not Drew Brees right. and uh, still is honestly in the infancy of learning the offense? Yeah. He's an infancy of this. 
like that's 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 my that's that's what how I feel about a God of creation. That that's what I feel about. It. We 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 <laughs> are as responsible <laughs> as Pete Carmichael with the offensive play calling with what we thought this offense is supposed to be. We're mad at that because it didn't come out the gate and what we thought it was supposed to be. So don't get mad at Jameis. Don't get mad at Pete Carmichael. Get mad at yourself because you were the one that was playing Madden and you were the one that was putting up 70 points with Jameis <laughs> and Jarvis and Chris and Mike and Alvin. And now all of a sudden y'all like, man, this is what we're going to do in real life. Then we're going to do in real life. Well, back to life, back to reality. God of creation, what, what else you got for us, man? <laughs> I, I agree with you because I, I'm I'm I ain't gonna lie I'm gonna eat that crow too because uh man I in in it's not even like I was like you know last year we started off good week one mm-hmm. and I'm like okay we start off good with you know I don't want to say trash but I mean for better like a uh <laughs> they, they, they words pass receivers yeah. so I'm exactly. like good point um. You know, I'm like just based off of last year. I don't, I don't see how we upgrade positions and get worse. To me, that didn't seem logical. How we can upgrade at pretty much everything, but like what left tackle? <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And, and we get worse offensively. To me, that didn't make mm-hmm. sense. And I yeah. was like, you know, I was like, hey, we got Atlanta. I'm just like, um. Because you you know what TJ is it, and, and it's sad too because you know how we you said we got a jail but it didn't seem like Atlanta had to they they came out week one busting chops I'm mm-hmm. like I, we just must be the old old fashioned slow starter man because we can't we can't get nothing to go uh, fast because I I'd be looking at teams that be in similar situations well new people coming in. Offense got a gel, and I I begin I begin upset. I'm like, damn man, we got Michael Thomas, uh, you know, all these people, AK, and I'm like, we starting off like we, like we knew the football, and I see you know Tua throwing six TDs. I'm like, I'm pissed. I'm like, exactly. Jameis, uh, better than Tua. I'm like, well, what's going on? Well, so, here's the here's <laughs> the thing, and you know, man, I want to get I, I want to get this guy on the show. Um, hopefully I can get him soon. But Emmanuel Sanders, he even spoke about this. He talked about like his year when he was with the New Orleans Saints. He said, normally you'll see offensive has six, seven different personnel. The Saints have between 14 and 15 different personnel. So think about this. Like, I know, like, you have to understand that is like 15 different substitution packages. You know what I'm saying? Different type of personnel. This dude in the game, this dude in the game. The offense got to know where to block, where, you know what I'm saying? And you you got that the wide receivers when a quarterback audible like the Saints offensive like playbook look like the yellow pages man so <laughs> we like we can't look at we can't look at a, a certain team's offense and be like well why can't we do that because you have to look at mm. what that team is asking their quarterback to do like have mm. they simplified the offense to a point where yeah he can go out here you know what I'm saying and basically. They're doing like the same type of offensive plays. They'll probably just switch it around just a little bit versus the Saints bringing in this guy, bringing in that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to – it's different. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? The offensive play calling is different for every single team. So, for for someone to believe like, okay, they're doing this, 
you know, in another in another team, it's probably because they they simplified the offense to a point where it would work in that quarterback favor. And that's usually what happens. You know, like when you first get there, you know, they they kind of like bring a little bit of what you do best, right? They kind of like work what you do best. They probably watch your college film like too. Or they probably watch the Alabama film. They probably yeah. watch like some of the things that he did well while he was the quarterback in, in Miami. And they applied it. And then as he goes along, they probably add to the playbook. You know, what we saw when it came to offensive efficiency, we seen 15 years of offensive innovation from Sean Payton and Drew Brees. So that was like 15 years of installments. So, you know, if Drew, like, man, you know, I remember this play that we did back in 2009. I think that we can apply this now that we got Deontay because this play worked when we had Robert. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's stuff like that. Like, so right. they have they have ways to dig into the crate and put up these type of yards and stuff. Like, they can, they can go out there and parade out with a 2009 offensive playbook and be like, we're going to play it like we did in 2009. What you're doing right now is basically watching a quarterback in his infancy, like, facilitate one of the most complex offenses in all of football. Yep. And, and, I mean, regardless to who the quarterback is, I think that they will probably struggle or be stagnant offensively because we look, we seen it with Trevor Simeon, right? We call him the garbage man for a reason. Like was, was stagnant three quarters. Then the fourth quarter, he looked like Peyton Manning out there, you know, <laughs> same way, you know, like we seen it with like Taysom, like stagnant. You know, you remember that game versus the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They end up losing that oh, game, Lord but God. he struggled. Then all of a sudden, like here come the fourth quarter heroics. So yeah. you have to look at the quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? You got to look at the offenses. Why is it that all every single quarterback that has been in this system outside of Drew Brees, mm-hmm. if you look at the play, <laughs> always in the fourth quarter, here come here come the Calvary. Like, how right. can you just like go back and look? Like, right. go back and look what I'm saying. Like, people just need to understand. Like, if if it's ha- if it walks like a duck, sounds like a duck, waddles like a duck. Like it ain't it ain't Bowinkle the moose up in here. It's a duck. Like so, it's obviously there's something that's going on with the offense and that they need to improve. So right. it can't just be him. Like some of the plays that he decided to do were terrible. Oh man, yeah, like, I'm gonna oh, be I'm oh, gonna be 100. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it, it's, you have to think about what you're asking this guy to do. And I definitely agree with what somebody just said in the chat, saying simplify it. I do yep. I do agree with that. That's all. And maybe they will. I was gonna ask is should should we like simplify it or should we give it more time or should we just because it seemed like what Jameis is really good at to be honest is just tempo offense you know spreading out spreading out being in that that, you know shotgun you know and Mm -hmm. it seems like that's his forte and I feel like maybe you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. we shouldn't force a uh you know him to be under center if he's not that's not his strength you know right. so yeah I, I mean I, I agree with what you're saying I, I definitely do um I, I agree with you're saying like to change it up to make look at some plays that he actually uh do the work but to me I just feel like the Saints need to be more of a running team they're a better running team than a passing team this this offensive line like they are to me if the Saints ran a football they could be like one of the most dominant offenses in the NFL. Like seriously, mm-hmm. like because 
they can be so successful at the run that it will make the pass like it will make the pass open up because they would have to respect the run. If right. Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, you had Dwayne Washington in that thing, like maybe a three running back set. I'm talking about San Francisco 49 style. <sighs> if you do that, and you know what I'm saying, with the ability of Jameis Winston, who is very good at the play action, man, they'll light it up every single week. They, a, they, they yeah. can literally, like if they, if they ran their offense to me, like the Tennessee Titans ran their offense, like with Derrick Henry being that smash mouth, yeah. like you got to have, you got to account for his ability, putting nine in the box, bro. And you add that play action pass, like they had Tannehill out there looking like he was, you know what I'm saying? Like he was about that life. Like right. he was him. You know, yeah. but now it's like, I mean, I, I think they need to like maybe put more emphasis on the running game. But God of creation, man, I got to go ahead and go. Got a few more calls to get to, but I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you, man. All right, no problem. Hey, man, I mean, look, I think they need to be a more of a running team. I think that's going to set that a set up to play action. Uh, let me read a few comments and then we'll go to uh, 985 Live. Play Dwayne Washington more, a little less than Mark Ingram. Man, we only saying this because we, man, man. Look, I like Dwayne Washington, but he's not better than Mark Ingram. He's not. Like, Mark Ingram was toting that mail. Don't, like I said, it's about, it, he fumbled the football. Now, all of a sudden, like, we going, like, no, no. This guy was averaging six yards a carry before the fumble. Six yards a carry for the fumble, but, of course, he fumbled. So, therefore, he's no good anymore. So, let's go ahead and put the guy that was behind him. Let's put him in the forefront. Mark Ingram. You eliminate the fumbles and he gets better ball security. That dude is toting the mail against a team that is known for stopping a run, for having a stout defensive front. So for him to be able to average six yards a carry on 10, 10 carries, 60 yards, six yard average against a team like that, nah. I like Dwayne Washington. I think that there's a place for him. I think they need to play him. I do believe they need to play him. But um, to put him in front of Mark Ingram, I'm I'm gonna say, look, honestly, I'm gonna just keep it 100. I'm gonna just go ahead. Hell no, to the no, 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 hell to the no. Nah, man, that that's that's. Look, see, Mark fumbles every game, so all of a sudden, like, God, bro, oh my goodness, like y'all y'all don't have no patience with nobody, bro. So if Alvin Kamara fumbled for two weeks, we need to go ahead and replace Alvin Kamara? Man, y'all ain't got no patience for nobody, man. Nobody can't make no mistakes, man. Like, y'all won't, like, man, teams get paid a whole lot of money. These players get paid a whole lot of money for the team that you hate to go out there and force these fumbles. You know, like, my goodness, these dudes cannot make mistakes. If they make a mistake, y'all ready to just throw these boys out? If Alvin Kamara, man, I don't know, bro. Alvin Kamara, man, you was playing good the last couple of years. Maybe he ain't got it no more. Bro, these dudes make mistakes, bro. I'm not, look, I, look, I ain't with you. I ain't with you talking about throwing out no Mark Ingram. He, he had uh, two fumbles in, in, in two straight weeks, which is bad. But I'm not about to sit up here and just cut Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is the best, you know what I'm saying, pass protection uh, blocker on the team. They put Mark Ingram at a fullback, had this man blocking. You ain't Like, honestly, this dude could easily say, man, I'm Mark Ingram, man. What y'all doing, man? This man is the ultimate teammate. 
Like y'all easily talking about like toting the mail and all that kind of stuff. This dude averaged six yards a carry. Six. Now all of a sudden, like this dude, like he had uh, you know some some little bad moments two weeks. Now all of a sudden, like he, he slow. Man, I just man, bro. I, I I thank the Lord that my wife doesn't have the patience of some of you Saints fans because Lord knows I would not be in this house right now. I'll probably be somewhere doing this at an extended stay hotel because y'all don't have patience for nothing. Seriously, y'all y'all have zero patience. Some of you have zero patience for nothing. Like, dude can play good, first down, pass deflection. Man, that boy killing it. Second down, he tackled a guy at the line of scrimmage. Man, that man, he doing it. Third down, he get beat. Man, get that bum up out of here, man. He trash. I knew he was trash. I knew he was terrible, man. You seen him at, at practice? They said that he got beat three times, according to Nick Underhill, according to Ross Jackson. They said he was terrible. I knew he was terrible. Like, man, come on, man. Y'all need, man, ch- chill out with the schizophrenia and the bipolar disorder, man. Seriously. They, they got medications for that. Seriously. No disrespect for anybody dealing with these situations, but some of y'all don't supposedly not dealing with these situations and y'all act like you are. I don't get it. Have some damn patience, man. Jesus Christ. Sheesh. 985 Live. How you doing, man? 985, are you there? All right, we're going to go to Money Mac. Uh, Money Mick, excuse me. Money Mick, how you doing? Hey, TJ, can you hear me? I can hear you, man. How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing just fine, man. What you, what you got for us? Dude, I'm a huge fan of the show, man. I've been actually been watching since you were um, just doing, like, the, the uh, podcast without the videos. And, man, oh, I've been – Oh, man. Dude, I've been, I've been wanting to call for years, man, but I've been too shy and too hesitant to do it. Nah, man, um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you calling in, and I thank you, that I thank you for you know your support. I, I really do, man. Um, and I'm glad you called in because this is a good topic to talk about. You know, Jameis Winston. Uh, we're talking about him. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, feel free to express yourself in any way. I mean, the floor is yours. And man, I appreciate it. So I fall into those categories of those uh 2006. Saints fans, man, that that be really became, um, you know, right after Aaron Bush. Um, so I don't want you to think that I'm, you know, just kind of being a prisoner at the moment. But I do evaluate everything, man, from from a really good perspective, man, with football. So, okay. um, you know, and I try not to be so knee jerk, you know, like a lot of Saints fans, you know. Right. Um, but just a couple points that I have um, written down first to every Saints fan, man, don't, don't pay attention to, to mainstream media. It's obvious, dude. <laughs> it's obvious w- what they're doing when it comes to Saints fans. And this was even before Jameis Winston, even with Drew in his latter years, man, the way that, that the Saints would get talked about, um, you know, after a loss or it, it's just, it's obvious when it comes to bigger markets like Dallas Cowboys or some of those prehistoric teams, you always get this type of favoritism. But when it comes to the Saints, man, it's like this mainstream media, they look for reasons to hate on the Saints. Yeah. Um, when Jameis, when Jameis came back versus the Falcons, it was, I mean, it was crickets. And when, uh, you know, last week, unfortunately, with the three interceptions, I was actually at that game. I mean, dude, it came out like even, I mean, man, I love Shannon on Undisputed, but, 
you know, even he was like, oh, well, this is the Jameis we already know. Like, it was just – I mean, it was disrespectful, man. And it's, it's becoming so obvious what this mainstream media does now, um, you know, when it comes to the Saints. So I wouldn't even pay attention to it if I was a Saints fan. I get most of my information just kind of from um, a lot of uh, Saints analysts and even watching your show, man, you know. So um, second thing, I think um, – I think the Saints need to find identity on offense. You know, I like Jameis. Um, I think, man, he can be really good for us. But I think right now the Saints don't have a true identity on offense. Um, you know, anytime that it's, it's less than 100 yards um, going into the fourth quarter passing, I don't know if the trust is there for Jameis from, like, some of the coaching staff. I don't know, you know. But I think – yeah, <laughs> I think – I think, um, man, I think what they should do is kind of go back to that high-efficiency offense – you know, I know everyone can't be like Drew, but I think what they should do is is go into a lot of high efficiency passing plays. Would passing plays work for Jameis? And just have Jameis know, okay, hey, if it's not there, it's checking down. Um, you know, checking down to Alvin Kamara, checking down to Mark Ingram. Um, you know, just just really taking what the defense gives you. But I think the best thing for them to do is kind of go to a high efficiency offense, um, just kind of like those safe and intermediate routes. And then, you know, once the defense kind of start coming up, then that's when you take that play action and you go deep. You know, just trying to force stuff. I don't know if the Saints really have a true identity right now. I agree. I agree. You know, so I, agree. I, I think that that's what they need to do. As far as arm talent, man, Jameis has he can throw, like he said, he can throw any pass your favorite quarterback can throw. You know, I just think a lot of times that, you know, like last game, when he feels like he has to take it upon himself, he just kind of gets a little impatient. And, you know, he starts throwing those throws as um, that's not very, you know, high calculated, you know. So I think that, you know, we kind of need to go back to high efficiency. What works for Jameis? Because what worked for Drew is not going to work for Jameis. Drew is a Hall of Famer, man, and yeah. and Drew made <laughs> Drew made it look so easy that Saints fans are expecting that from everybody. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to work, man. Mick, Even I'm, though, I'm, hold on, let me let me say this. Let me say this. Hold your point. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you're saying is exactly what uh, Mick is saying. The offensive line, the offensive efficiency, you're, you're watching Drew Brees' greatness. I'm yeah. a, I'll take you back. I don't know what year this was, but it was the NFL Top 100, and it was talking about Drew Brees. I can't remember who he was ranked because it really don't matter. But Gerald McCoy was talking about Drew Brees, and he said Drew Brees is the most annoying quarterback that he has ever went up against. He said, usually, like, you'll have your arms around him and wrap him around you. And then the next thing you know, he'll throw the ball, you know what I'm saying, at the foot of the running back. Well, guess what? He said, that don't count as a sack. And guess what? Statistically, that don't count as a sack. So let's just say, for example, if a team is getting a pass rush and they're getting home to Drew Brees. Let's just say they get home to Drew Brees like eight or nine times. And Drew Brees is throwing the ball at the ground or he's throwing it away. Guess what? At the end of the day, as terrible as that offensive line may have looked that game, let's just say they got, got home one time out of those eight or nine. Guess what that's going to count for? One sack against the offensive line. And guess what? When it comes to, like, efficiency and at the end of the season, who have the best offensive line in all of football, guess who they're going to say? New Orleans Saints do. So Drew Brees, in a lot of ways, protected that offensive line for some of the mistakes that they actually made. And not to mention, a lot of the times when he knew where the blitz was coming from, he was able to tap Max Unger, uh, tap uh, Eric uh, Eric McCoy on the helmet like, hey, it's coming his way. You know what I'm saying? He was able to put the offense in a position, no matter who was out there on the field, he was able to manipulate the defense 
and, and have these guys winning matchups. What you're watching at that particular time was the greatness of Drew Brees. But here's the reality. Everybody is not Drew Brees. I said, yeah. and I'll say it again. If everybody could do what Drew Brees did, how special would Drew Brees be? But yeah. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Mick. Go ahead, finish your point. No, no, man, you're absolutely correct. Drew, Drew was able to see stuff before it happened. Drew was in the league so much to to where he can see, okay, where the pass rush is coming. He can see, and and man, we're so spoiled. We are spoiled as Saints fans that we'll be able to say, okay, well, Drew can do it, and anybody can do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even Jameis mechanics is not the same as Drew. Drew was built to kind of run into the high efficiency pass. It's like Jameis is almost, you know, he's used to throwing the ball deep, used to taking those shots. It's like he's almost being trained to to run those efficiency five, ten yard passes. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. something that he can be developed. I think, I really think, man, that's the best thing the Saints to do: heavy run offense, and then Jameis kind of getting used to those high efficiency throws. Yep. Whatever works best for him, because I think it is a few, um, few passing plays that that's high efficiency throws that will work best for him. And then, you know, you take a shot every now and again. But him, it, it was flashes of old Jameis in that last game. Like him basically taking on upon himself. I think P. Carmichael, man, has to really sit down with him and say, okay, look, what do you like? But the basis is high efficiency offense. That's always been the Saints' bread and butter. And then when the defense starts coming up, then that's when you take those deep shots. And when you do take those deep shots, you got to make it count, man. You know what I mean? Like that Chris Olave pass in the end zone, that's when it has to be on target. But we don't need that all the time. Michael, look look at the strengths in what you have. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, those guys run best in 10-yard slants, 10 yards out. That's Shallow their bread cross. and butter, man. So stick with what you know. Yeah, yeah, shallow crosses, man. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. If you look at how close the Saints were, yeah, if you look at how close the Saints were with Drew, man, that's, that's what they ran. It's just that Drew couldn't take the kill shot when necessary. Jameis can. So now that we know that Jameis can take that kill shot, run what we do best. That bread and butter, heavy run ball, you know, those five, 10 yard slants, shallow crosses, outs. Do what we do best. And then when necessary, then we take those kill shots. But as far as it, you know, like that type of game, it was almost like we were kind of scattered all over the place. Like we didn't know what we wanted to do. You know, even if we seen, uh, I don't know if you remember, two years ago in, uh, versus the Detroit Lions, we were behind, I think, 14 points. And Michael Thomas was out, and Traquan, Traquan caught two, two touchdowns that passed. That, yep. that game. And Drew, I mean, Drew couldn't push the ball down the field that game, but the high efficiency offense came into play. So yep. we can play from behind if we're being offen- if we're being high efficient and we're not turning the ball over. It's just strategic football, man. You got to go to strategic football. Yeah, Jameis yep. has the big arm, but we got to do what works best for the guy, man. You know what I mean? But definitely <laughs> mainstream media, man, when it comes to the Saints, Dude, don't even pay attention to it because it's so it's so obvious at this point as to what obvious. it is. Jameis won what? Yeah, it, it was Jameis won what? Fourteen TDs, the three interceptions last year. It was dead crickets. This man didn't have anybody. This man was throwing to Planet Fitness workers. You don't even even this year. Even this year, you haven't even heard Marcus Crack Marquez Callaway name come up. Oh, you know what I mean? That's yeah. You haven't even caught a pass yet. You haven't even. I don't even think. Uh, what's the guy's name? Deontay Hardy has caught a pass yet. Yeah, he's caught a pass. He, he, I mean, he caught like a couple passes. I, I know for a fact uh, he caught caught one that Atlanta game because it was a wide receiver screen that he that he had. Yeah, but yeah, I, I the, the the catches were a few and far between. I get your point. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like Adam Troutman crickets. You know, so it's like this is what we was working with last year, and and then we've 
and we've upgraded this now, man. So it just goes to show that this man, what this man was working with. But I think Pete Carmichael, man, needs to kind of rail back. The Saints need to really find the identity. And I think it's simplified, man. I think it's heavy run game, high efficiency throws that's going to work for Jameis. What worked for Drew might not work for Jameis. So right. high efficiency throws that work for Jameis. And then when the defense start coming up, that's when you take the kill shot. That's when you I take agree. the play. Even with, even with us being behind in that Detroit game two years ago, Drew couldn't push the ball down the field for a lick, man, unfortunately. But those high-efficiency throws, not making a mistake, is what worked for him. You got to go yeah. with works for James, man. You got to help your dude out. But they got to trust him. They got to trust him. Yeah. You know, they, they got to trust him. Yeah, but here's the thing. You know, one thing that uh, Drew had at, at his as his advantage was the fact that uh, a lot of teams didn't blitz him. You know, they tried to get home with four. And uh, what, what was the benefit in that game versus Detroit Lions yeah, uh, was that was Marquez Callaway coming out uh, party right there because uh, they played a lot of zone and he was able to find those soft spots and Drew kept on feeding them over and over and over again in that game and that was and that was how they were able to kind of get back into it. So with Jameis, man, teams don't man look they ain't scared to blitz him because you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cause he, he does you know what I'm at this particular time. Uh, he hasn't seen like everything under the sun like Drew has to be able to dissect the blitzes and where it's coming from and stuff like that. So I think teams are, you know, kind of using that to their to their advantage. That's why I feel this is my, this is my yeah, you're absolutely running the football is key you're in my opinion right. because the, the the Saints offensive line to me are really good run blocking offensive line, and they have been really good over these last couple of games. And if you Get to a point where defense has to respect your running ability. Then that sets up the play action, what Jameis does best, and that sets up those vertical down-the-field throws. And even, like, in some of those uh, shorter throws, you know, to to Alave, to Landry. Like, teams are going to have to respect that, and I think that that's when you're going to see, like, mismatches on guys like uh, Landry, mismatches on guys like Michael Thomas. Or even, you know what I'm saying, you have to have some – some man-to-man coverage, and you know those guys are going to win their matchup. So, yeah, I, I just think that man, they got to put emphasis on the run. Uh, but Mick, uh, yeah. I, pre- I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for calling in, and don't let this be your last time, man. I appreciate you uh, for supporting the show all these years, and uh, thank you, man, for for everything that you said. And I know a lot of people in the that Nation uh, enjoyed your commentary, man. So you you take care. Hey, man, keep doing your thing, brother. Thank you. All right, no problem. Yeah, I mean, Mick has some points, man. I mean, I definitely feel like they need to utilize uh, what what Jameis does best, you know. But to me, I just feel like this team is a should be a run first team based on what I saw. You know, what I'm saying what I've been seeing over the last couple of weeks, I just think that they need to put more emphasis on the run. Uh, we're gonna go to uh, Tim. Tim, how you doing, man? What up, Big T? Hey, how you doing, man? Uh, appreciate you being here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. man. You know, uh, I knew you've you been on here for a while, but uh, thank you for uh, being here. Uh, what yeah. you got for us? No, nah, no, nah, no worries, man. I kept coming in and out because I kept trying to close the chat, but it would close the whole entire stream. So I have to <laughs> sign back in the entire right. time. Right. Yeah, I know. Hey, PJ, Tim, it's Tim. From Tim to Tim. I'll stay on any time right. right. bro. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I just... Wanted to run a few things by you, TJ. It's late. I didn't want to stay too long. But um, have you ever heard the expression, cutting your nose to spite your face? Yes. Yes, yeah. I'm sure you know what it means. But I'll mm. explain it to the chat and the Who That Nation. That means basically just to prove yourself right, you will injure yourself. 
just to prove yourself right, you will injure yourself. The Saints fans, and I'm not speaking about everybody because I don't want to beat a dead horse as well, but they would rather be right than happy. They would rather be correct than be enjoying Ws. Hmm. People would rather watch their analogy or their hypothesis of Jameis correct than them actually winning games. Like after the, um, the Buccaneers games, no one should be saying, oh, see, I told you. I told No, we should be like, wow, our team needs work. Let's go back to the dream. <laughs> That's what our teams like. And the crazy thing is that like the guy that I called out, B. Allen, he was talking about, oh, Jamie needs to be consistent, needs to be consistent. I wish the fans were as consistent as they wish these players were. Because mm. two weeks ago, no, TJ, I really want you to understand this. The same people, the same people that are saying bench James, bench James, were arguing with you, saying give Ian Book a chance, telling you that, oh, he's just a rookie. They couldn't even give James. We've watched James play as a Saints seven games, five Get and two. Get they, him. They said after seven games, oh, throw James out. But with Ian Book, after three games, ah, give him a chance. And you. <laughs> I, you know, I love your, I think my favorite TJ Jones phrase or expression is, if Ian books the answer, you need to change the question. Yeah. <laughs> you need to put that on a t-shirt, man. Hey, man, now, now, actually, man, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> that is from the late, great Roddy Roddy Piper, the wrestler. Oh. That was, that, yeah, he used to say, just when they think they uh, know the questions, you know, it, no, just when they think they know the answers, I change the questions. So. <laughs> I got that from Roddy Piper. May he rest in peace, man. But, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. These same people who were telling you, oh, Ian Book, he's just starting. Preseason. Imagine just for one second if Dennis Allen listened to our chat line. He's like, you know what? I'm going to let Ian Book start against the Falcons. I'm going to let Ian Book start against the Buccaneers. <laughs> what those two games would be, I don't even want to imagine. So I just want to say, keep that same energy. We've seen Jameis Winston play with the Saints. Don't pre- like. I love how people ignore the previous season and pretend the game against the, the, the Packers, the game against the Washington Commanders, the game against the Patriots, the game, like, those games didn't happen. They just believe he came from the Buccaneers all the way to this Atlanta game or this season that we're in right now. So mm-hmm. I look at that game against the Buccaneers, and I see, I literally was watching, like, I don't have the other 22, but I was watching Jameis, like, frame by frame on those deep passes. The man is uncomfortable. Like, they were saying, um, I was watching one of the Saints, uh, what's it called, the YouTube channels, I think it's um, after further review, or one of those two, they were talking yeah. about what affects, like, what those two, um, what's it called, from fractured vertebrae affect, and it has to do with your feet being planted. It has to do with your range of motion. So it only made, like, you witnessed an injured person try to throw a ball 70 yards. Hmm. It's not going to work. So I think, I guess to their detriment is that maybe they overestimated Jameis being okay. Because the one thing I I, I see about Jameis, as much as I love him, he always, he doesn't want to ever, like, show his weakness. Hmm. Even in his, like, being, you know what I mean? Like, even when he's been interviewed or when he's on the field, he never wants to show that like he's either hurting or he needs to work or like right. where he's weak at, right? So maybe that was what he was like trying to do was trying to overcompensate. So I do give him flack for that. And I do give the Saints offense for that, for not recognizing that early. And mm-hmm. I, the other thing that I do want to say about that offense, and like maybe it's something that I can go back to. And it's just like, I'm watching the, the, the Browns just play their game and I'm seeing Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just running the ball. 
Mm. The Saints, as soon as Mark Ingram fumbled that ball, they never they stopped, ran it ever. They, they stopped running the football. They exactly. Immediately, like you literally won't see a run a run play after that um, after that fumble. And it's so unfortunate because that guy that commented that said, "Oh, Mark Ingram fumbles every game." TJ, do you know how many fumbles Mark Ingram has in his entire career? Nineteen. Nineteen. How many games do you think he's played in the last decade and a bit as a, a football lot. player? A lot. So I, I, I'm not even going to entertain the argument, but like they're not listening to us. Hopefully they are. I don't know if these guys actually listen to YouTubers and whatnot, but like yeah. I wish they stick to the run as we always say. And like going back to what I forgot the previous um, commenter was saying was like finding their identity. Honestly, I think it's going to be clunky until they go back to the emphasis of the run. That mm. opens up everything else. So like for those who are watching the Saints and expecting, like myself, us to have 300-plus yards, Michael Thomas, 100 catches, all these guys, 100 catches, it's not going to happen. The yeah. identity comes through the run game for now until everything feels seamless. And I don't know. That's, that's, that's all I needed to have. But I don't Man, know if you agree or if you have any thoughts look, on that. I, I feel like... I feel like they need to run the football. I think they need to put emphasis on the run. Uh, like you say, man, I mean, look, throwing away Mark Ingram is a, is a huge mistake. I think that Mark Ingram is an amazing running back. And like you said, I mean, this guy has played to what, going into his 12th season, he only fumbled 19 times. That's mm. a lot of games. There's <laughs> a lot of games this guy's played throughout his entire NFL career. I'm actually trying to pull up uh, you know, how many games he actually played in his career. I mean, I'm looking at this. I mean, he played in a a lot of games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He, like, he's the oldest active running back right now. Yes. Like, you know, he has the most yards, I should say, because obviously um, Adrian Peterson is getting knocked out by Le'Veon Bell. So yeah. those, guys are, those guys are doing so, their thing. Yeah, so this man has played in a total of 133 games. 133 games, he fumbled 19 times. What, I, I need I need my math I need my mathematicians because I mean I, I, I at best I probably got like a C in math I need my math I need my I need my mathematicians to kind of put that up like what what is the average wait wait hold on, hold on. what's how many games did he play I'm just gonna pull out my calculator and do it right now how many he played in 133 games and he had 19 fumbles 19 divided by 133. Mm-hmm. Times 100. Well, it says to me that's 14%. Okay, so that's less than, that's not high. You know what I'm saying? So 14% of yeah. the time he runs, he's going to fumble. Yeah. So basically, let's just say he's fumbled two, these two times, these two games. He's not going to fumble any other any other time. Yeah. Like, that's just math. And his mm-hmm. his career has proven that. Yeah. So don't even, don't even entertain that. But when I saw, what I saw was not an issue with Mark Ingram. What I saw was an issue with their attitude towards the offense, where as soon as a fumble happens, they run away from that. Like, even if, like the game was literally close up until the last five minutes of the game. That's what blows me away. So, I don't know. I just hope, I pray that they continue to put emphasis on the run. Alvin is coming back. Mark is there. We have Latavius Murray. So, yeah. let's not pretend. Like, literally every running back is back, except for Adrian Peterson. Yeah, and, and, somebody, and somebody asked this how many carries he carried the ball 1,567 times. That's the most in the NFL. 1,567 times, and this man has fumbled 19. 
Somebody please, like, come on, man. Like, I'm not the smartest man in the world. Uh, 15, he carried the ball 1,500 times in his NFL career, and he fumbled 19 times. Hold on. Let, let, me, do the, let me do the math for you, TJ. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 19 One, divided by 1,000. <laughs> I mean, so. So out of 1,500 carries, he fumbled 19 times. That's basically 0.1%. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The rook said that's less than 1% of the time. Thank you. So, man, he got a fumbling problem. That is not true. That's why I say, man, you have to stop being prisoner a moment. Now, if we want to talk about the magnitude of the fumble, mm -hmm. I'm with you. Okay. That was, that was a huge fumble. I will agree. That was a huge fumble this past, this past weekend. But the man, for him to say this man, like, got fumbleitis. Throughout his career, like that—that's just not true. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, do you remember? Um, I, it was an old what's it called? The the Browns when they were the, the closest that he had to the Super Bowl, and the guy fumbled at the one yard line. I forgot the game, but you remember the play? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that. Like the fumble happened. Yes, it yeah. was a huge momentum shift, but we could have still won that game. So I can't even say the moment was as big as people make it out to be. Yeah, because good point. Fair enough. The game over, like go back to the run game, go back to the well, and like you were saying against the Buck de Bucks defense, and this guy was it was literally first down, second down, first down, second down, first down, second down. Like Drayton Washington ran over Devin White. Please, somebody put that on a T-shirt. Like, how do you go from <laughs> from what is it um, special teams to running over Devin White? So I'm saying this run game was amazing. So I don't know. Last thing I do want to say before I go, TJ. I'm so sorry. Want to give a shout out? Hopefully, somehow he, this lands on his um, YouTube or his algorithm. Chris Godwin. I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. the video of Devin White and um, Leonard Fournette clowning uh -huh. James Winston mm -hmm. on his Instagram live on the plane, and Chris yeah. Godwin actually called him out for that. And Chris Godwin was like, "Hey, why are you why are you talking about James Winston like that? Like he genuinely was saying that, but he told him to be quiet because it was on live. So in my mind, Chris Godwin's a better Saints fan or a James Winston fan." And half of these guys that are listening to this chat right now, he's, yeah, he's working exactly with his Jameis love. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll they they played together, you know, and I think he has a lot of respect for that dude. So the way the way that I see, it, you know, I mean, just let let them talk, man. Let them let them talk. Uh, let them feel the way that they do. It's pretty obvious mm -hmm. that I've opened up the chat and we've been on here for about two hours. I've yet to hear somebody come out here and just talk about how bad Jameis Winston. Is. I see it in the chat. <laughs> I, I see it there, but I ain't seeing the same energy. So for that, like you ain't even got the the, the courage of, of your conviction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you ain't even got it for you to just sit up here and just say, "Oh man, this is how I feel about it." So I, I opened up the chat. I, all I see was, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I give it some time, which I can understand. But mm. I ain't seeing man. He threw this in the me He took the ball over in week two. I ain't seen none of that. So with that being said, um, you're a coward. You know what I'm saying? Like you're a coward. If you're talk, if you're talking that way and talking mad greasy in the chat, but don't have that same energy to call up and tell everybody how you feel about it in person, and you're using like you know fake aliases and and eggs and you know what I'm saying and just no profile picture, no, no profile, profile picture. picture. Like you just basically just kind of created a profile just for this. Um, <laughs> I, I can't respect that, man. But uh, Tim, thank you so much, man, for being here. 
thank you so much for uh, for your take, man. Uh, you already know, man. Call back anytime. Appreciate you, TJ, man. Thank you so much, man. God bless you, All right, God bless you too, man. Shouts out to you. Yeah, yeah, man. Tim made some some really good points. Um, yeah, a lot of people out here, you know, it's almost like anybody but James last year. Taysom Hill need to be our quarterback this year. You know, give Ian Book some time. You you want to give Ian Book time, but you don't want to give Jameis time. I guess because Jameis, you know, they say he's been in the league eight years, but he's still a new offense. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Let's see. Mark is a Saint legend and every everything, but I'm saying I'm just saying, like TJ, if Alvin was out, do you honestly think Mark could have handled the rushing load and got us over the books? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes, I do. Minus the fumble. Like, yes, yes. The dude averaged six yards a carry. Yes. Yes, I do. If the dude wouldn't have fumbled, if he would have ran that ball into the end zone, if he would have ran that ball into the end zone when he was 10 yards out, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We'll be talking about how, how Mark Ingram stepped up. Yes, I do. Yes, I definitely do. And as far as I think I don't know who said this. I ask that you put it back up here again. But for the people that's talking about, oh, the Saints don't have the right offensive line to be a run blocking team. Man, you got to be as high as a guy in Calabasas right now. Seriously. The Saints in week one had an average of seven yards a clip. Last week, as a group, they had five yards a clip. You got to be freaking kidding me if you're telling me that the Saints can't run the football and they're not a run-blocking team. The last couple of weeks completely negates that fact, period. Period. Now, it's a little bit it's a little bit slighted because of the big run by Taysom Hill, but if you eliminate that, they still average five yards a carry. Still, as a group, as a staff, organization, and mother-loving crew, they average seven yards a clip. Next game versus Tampa, even though they lost, they average five yards a clip. Anybody that is saying that the New Orleans Saints offensively cannot have the dogs in the barn to be able to block for these running backs, man, go back and watch the game. You are a prisoner of moment. Prisoner of moment, man. Go and watch these stats. Go and watch these runs. The only thing that we start caring about, and we, man, when the Saints lose, we just try to find all types of reasons and everything just goes wrong. Everything is wrong with this team. There ain't no way to fix this team. We ain't got this, we ain't got that. But, oh, my goodness. Early in the season, the offseason before a game was played, boy, we swear everybody, I feel that black and gold going back to the Super Bowl. That's what everybody was saying. Now, all of a sudden, they have like a little bit of adversity. Now all of a sudden, man, this wrong, that wrong, this and that wrong. Like, man, give me a freaking break, man. This team is really good at run blocking. Really good. That's that's their strong point. That's that's the strongest thing about this team. To me, offensively, right now, that's the only thing. Like, if I can pinpoint one thing that's working, is to run the game. The, the, the thing about it is, the thing about it is. We don't like the running game. We don't. We don't. We don't want the running game to be our calling card because we're so fascinated with the aerial attack. 
you know, at TJ Couch GMs, man, for real. Seriously. Seriously. You can't, man, you can't have this type of life. Like, you, like, I'm all about people having opinion, but you can't just be throwing, excuse my friend, you can't just be throwing stuff out your ass and just be like, oh, this, you know what I'm saying? They suck. Like, where's your proof? Where's the research? Like, where, where is it? Where that though? That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, why is that? Or in the words of my, my grandfather, why is that? That's all I want to know. Why is that? We we just saying stuff now. Like no no logic, no rhyme, no reason, nothing. We just talking out our ass and we're like, man, you know, like they suck here, they suck there, they terrible. Like, bro, where's your proof? Where's your proof? According to Pro Football Focus, when the Saints have a running attack, when they have a running, when they running the ball, they up there with some of the best teams in the league. What are we talking about? What are we talking about, man? Yeah, man, but I'm, I'm about to go ahead and wrap it up. I'm about to read a few more comments. Uh, I, I know that Chosen's trying to get in. I apologize, Chosen, but I'm about to go ahead and wrap up the show, man. Uh, uh, I've been told my wife I was going to watch a show with her on Netflix. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, Netflix sh- uh, show we were supposed to be watching. And I'm pretty sure she's probably upset with me with that. Hopefully... Uh, she doesn't have the patience of some of these Saints fans, which I know she does not. Or your boy, this couch right here, I'm going to have to recline this thing out. <laughs> but let me go ahead and read some of these comments. Uh, these, these new Saints fans don't know turmoil. I've been a fan since 92, and I've definitely seen worse than James. Man, you ain't lying. I mean, can I, t- can I interest you in a heat shooter? Can I interest you in a Billy Joe Hobart? Can I interest you in a Billy Joe Tolliver? Huh? Can I interest you in Steve Walsh? Right? Let me get like, Steve Walsh. Okay, I, you know, he went words I've seen. Uh, can I interest you in a Todd Bauman? You know, can I interest you in that? But some of y'all, I probably I'm probably speaking pig Latin to some of y'all. Y'all don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh Tim says people were chopper styling before we got to week five. Exactly. Danny Warfel, thank you. Come on now. Call him out. Call him out, man. Find me one quarterback who has never thrown an interception or had a multiple interception game. I'll wait. Not one game, not a season, their career. Report <laughs> report to this post when you find one. I guarantee you you won't. Unless they're a rookie, you know. Unless they're a rookie quarterback that hasn't like thrown an interception. Let's see. Billy uh, Joe Tolliver took the charges to the dance. Who lame is take? Billy Joe Tolliver. Who? You said you said Billy Joe Tolliver took the charges to the dance? What dance? What dance we talking about here? We ain't talking about Super Bowl, right? We ain't talking about no Super Bowl, right? Come on. What what he took him to? Hold on. Wait a minute here. What he, what he took him to? What what he took him to? We took him to a homecoming dance. We took him to the, uh, what, what they call that? The, you know what I'm saying? The enchanted under the sea dance. <laughs> Back to the future. We took him to. What, what dance? The big dance? Slow dance? What, what he took him? Because my, my, my memory, if my memory served me correct, 
the quarterback that led the Chargers to the Super Bowl was named Stan Humphreys. It was not Billy Joe Tolliver. So what dance did he take him to, huh? He, he took him. He, what, what dance did Billy Joe Tolliver take the Chargers to? Like Stan Humphreys took the the San Diego Chargers at the time to the Super Bowl. They played the San Francisco 49ers and got mollywhopped, got wiped off the field. Okay. That's what happened. That, that's what I remember. I don't remember Billy Joe Tolliver. I, I can't remember that. That boy probably never took out the trash. Talking about taking somebody so well. And when I trash, he probably took himself out. Billy, uh, two Billy Joes, a Shula, Everett, and three years of Dicker. Uh, I'll stick with a national champion at a number one pick. I don't know what we talking about here. Come on, man. That's why I say, man, come on, come on, come on, come on, man. Like we just talking now. We just talking. We just, we just saying anything now to discredit the man. Now we done brought Billy Joe Tolliver, <laughs> breaking him to an imaginary. We rather break Billy Joe Tolliver to an imaginary Super Bowl than again. <laughs> just to discredit Jameis Winston. Me personally, I think he Shula was the Saints' best quarterback in franchise history. Mess your dumb ass down. <laughs> I mean that in a term of endearment. I don't. I don't. I don't mean. I. I only mean that in a term. In a term of endearment, Damien. I really do. I just wanted to use that. I just. I just. I just wanted to use. That. I, I had to use it on somebody, and that that felt like that was necessary. Uh, let's see. Saints had eight sacks against the Dirty Birds, but we, uh, let's see. But we can't uh, throw an interception. We good. Uh, what the W hurt? Uh, calm down. Well, if we get a W, nobody would care about any of this. I can't believe TJ ain't ever hit that DA walk uh, on that man's birthday. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. Today is his birthday. I, I got today is his birthday, right? So I got one minute my time. So. I uh, want to say happy birthday to the head coach. The head coach of New Orleans Saints, Dennis Allen. I think it's come on now. All right, now there we go. All right, happy birthday to the coach DA. Let's see. I can't, oh, I already read that. If Jameis has a bad season, is he cut? Yes, I do. If he has a bad season that don't pan out, then you got to cut your losses. Uh, yeah, we laughing now, but crying uh, back then. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it was not good times. It was not a good time to be a Saints fan. And you had to be a true Saints fan to deal with that type of heartbreak. You had to be in it to win it, man. Hope we don't uh, take Carolina lightly. I don't think they will. They they know what this is. What up, TJ? Jameis is having trouble concentrating on the quarterback end uh, because of the offensive line not giving him the, the proper protection. Cesar Ruiz will get uh, one of quarterbacks killed if we don't lighten up. Look, last game was not the game to be criticizing Cesar Ruiz's play. I think he played probably one of his best games as an offensive lineman. Look, the combination of Jameis Winston holding on to the ball too long like, these are things that he's saying. It's hard for me to, like, to, to kind of dispute that, especially if it's something that I'm actually seeing in real time with my own two eyes, and you seeing it too. He holding on to the ball too long. And that is one of those things where you look at and you just realize how great Drew Brees was because 
In certain situations like that, Drew Brees would get rid of football, not lose yards. But, you know, Jameis holds on to the ball, and he'd rather take a sack than, you know, I guess he, you know, rather take a sack than try to, you know, try to throw the ball away and it could possibly be intercepted. I guess it's, it just, and it, it just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess it's just like trial and error. Jameis Winston is a great quarterback. I don't understand the hate he played against a great defense against Tampa. So, yeah, not to mention this dude played for the team for five years. They got all type of footage on this dude. Like they got old footage, new footage. Like they drafted the guy. You don't think they know his tendencies? Like these people hire private investigators to and find out all type of stuff, man. They know if this dude took, they you know they know if the dude took bubble gum. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like if he passed around the church collection plate, you know what I'm saying? On the usher board, they knew all this stuff about this guy. So I think that people need to take that into account. And uh, finally. Uh, TJ, if AK was in the game, you think Jameis Winston would have uh, trusted his running backs more? Yeah, I do. I do. I think that the offensive uh, coordinator need to trust his running backs a little bit more. M- me personally. TJ, me personally, I think Stanley Jean Baptiste had the... <laughs> no, nah, we're not doing this, David. <laughs> I-, I definitely disagree. Stanley Jean Baptiste, not even like... <laughs> I'm not going to do this. Hey, TJ, how many times have we started 0-2, 1-2 with Drew Brees and still made the playoffs? Plenty of times. Uh, the only way the Saints will win a Super Bowl, it will be uh, from San Antonio. Uh, Jameis doesn't pass to Kamara. Uh, and they didn't, he did it against the Falcons. I was there. But I want to say thank you all for those that were very brave enough to call in. Uh, the rest of you that's talking about Jameis Winston behind the scenes, throwing a brick and hiding your hands, uh gotta do better but thank you so much for being here i ask that you hit the like button it's a fun show i enjoyed it i it's always a good show when uh you know we open up the phone lines and talk to folks uh chosen i apologize man i ain't get to you uh this episode i promise you you know next episode that we do you know i, I should be able to get to you uh but be sure to subscribe to the youtube channel which is youtube.com search the state of the saints podcast also available on facebook.com Search the State of the Saints podcast, and you already know previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Anchor FM. It's not time to jump off the ledge just yet, folks. Have a little bit of patience, all right? You know, have a little bit of patience. Trust your team. Trust the process. And I'm pretty sure the black and gold uh, will do just fine. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?